everybody, and welcome to episode 495 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Reparas, coming to you from the spooky Paul Fierce Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. I'm, of course, speaking in that ridiculous tone of voice because it is our last show of spooky season so we're gonna lean into it but first who's joining me the man who's finally seen every child's play movie chris antista light patreon laser time plug there congratulations and mm-hmm. the slayer from the himalayas the mat from way back matthew allen <laughs> okay and special guest t hell foster Look at that, it's on the Simpsons tombstone, I love it. I still haven't bothered with a Halloween name! Didn't want to inter- interrupt your role there at the beginning, Michael, but I did need to point out that you, you went spooky voice for a man whose last name is Fierce. Like, it's already there in the name, his name's oh, Paul Fierce. Fierce. Or, like, he's spooky. a Tekken character. It's one of the two things, you can either be a Tekken character yeah. or mm-hmm. It does mm-hmm. sound like scary. a Tekken character, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a spooky show. Not really, but we do have a fun topic. The top five games where you play as a slasher villain. Now, that can be either an original slasher character or one that's licensed from a movie. The The main thrust of it is uh, your job is to sneakily and horrifically kill people in ways that are distinct from and morally indefensible compared to the way you'd usually do that in a video game. We are not going to be talking about, like, say, fighting games, no Mortal Kombat, that that fighting game with all the characters are from horror movies, not that one. Um, yeah, there, uh, no, there's 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 one of those. Never, never, I don't remember what it's Slaughterhouse? called. Slaughterhouse? Is it Slaughterhouse? Are you talking about Slaughterhouse? no. no. Oh, okay. I think that was a there was a rumored one that eventually all those there's, just there's ended like up a, as DLC. A fan project that had like yeah, Ash yeah. from Evil Dead and the the Tall Man from Phantasm and a bunch of other things. But Are you talking about my fan my fan made game <laughs> Splatterhouse Five. Sure, Splatterhouse <laughs> Five. It's about how a Jason Voorhees lookalike witnesses the firebombing of Dresden and it's. I become sad. unstuck in time. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen's in there somewhere. Yeah. That's so weird. Actually, that does happen to Jason in in one of the games that we'll be uh, yeah. alluding to in, in a little bit. But uh, yeah. oh, and Terradrome. The game I was trying to think of was called Terradrome. Yeah, it's also a big week for non horror stuff. There's a new Call of Duty. Holy shit! Uh, Bayonetta three will have finally come out by the time you hear this. We we haven't played it. Well, no one will be hearing this because after that happens, I'm pretty sure the last horn will sound and the apocalypse mm-hmm. will be upon us. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's true. The seal will open. Uh-huh. I have all those things and, in Revelation. And yeah. the end will just be Duke Nukem 5 ever. And we'll like, oh, that was disappointing. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting just... Annihilation. <laughs> We waited for that. It was just uh, Randy Fitchford doing magic at you for 20 hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Five Ever, because that's how many fingers you're looking at on each of my hands. Uh, Yeah, that's the girl's Five Ever. That show's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, TL, do you have anything to to plug before we jump into this? Uh, Sure. I. Uh, yeah, you you can find me on Twitter at Turbo Bison. Um, I do a podcast. uh, live from the Full House, where I do with Sonya Bellantine, which is on a little bit of a hiatus because uh, Sonya's out 
like making bringing zombies zombies to life. Like, and well, yeah. So she worked on a game, and now she's working on a television show. And she's out doing great things. So absolutely support Sony if you can. Uh, but I've also in the interstitial started doing a a little bit more of a pop culture show with Emmett Watkins Jr. and Jared Green. Uh, called Welcome to the Thing, where we talk about games and uh, black culture, and I don't know. That's what I do. That's what I do now. And you can also you did a show about black culture and didn't invite me. Yes, <laughs> uh, specifically. <laughs> specifically. Put a big sign up says um, no Antistas. I, I we we to, I I think the last episode was the first time we had a white guy on the show. I was the, I was I uppercut. was the Jackie Robinson of uh, Live <laughs> from the Pool House. For live for the Plus, yes, but not for this show. The uh, reverse yeah. Jackie Robbins. Just uh, invite then, Gino uh, Vanelli, since uh, <laughs> Don Cornelius said he's sort of off-white. Uh, and then I have also, uh, I'm starting Give to Give Michael some things. props for quoting Don Cornelius. <laughs> I, yeah. what do you want? Yes, I know, no, no keep going. I don't want uh, a so cookie, yeah. I shouldn't be rewarded for knowing something I should already know. <laughs> also, I started writing again, so terrorbison.stubstack.com, so... I have been canceled from my from my New York Times article. Oh, I started shit. writing on some. I'm not canceled. Uh, <laughs> maybe yet. Please do. Um, but yeah, sorry. I would love a Substack sub right about now. Uh, and, <laughs> and yeah, and other stuff that I have in the pike that I cannot talk about yet. But look for it soon at the beginning of the year. Mm. That's it. That's all my plugs. All right. Awesome. Well, let's get into some masked murderers with. Number five. Okay. Spectacular. So the clue is in the sliding block noises. What, was yeah. that the old guy from Mary Poppins getting murdered at the beginning of that? God, oh, I, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. I've been what? up here all year. The fly kite guy? You want him murdered? No, 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 the, no, the, the, the old the guy, sailors. The, the, yeah. God, T.O., yeah. when are you going to get our Mary Poppins references? Why are we not on our <laughs> black culture show? <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, that movie 40 sl- years ago. Slayaway yeah, Camp, about- man. Slayaway yeah. Camp. Yes, Slayaway Camp. Yeah. Slayaway Camp, a mobile game where you play as a Jason Voorhees standing in a skull mask, and uh, your job is to terrorize campers and people in various other settings by sliding into them. The, the trick is that uh, you can only move in a straight line, and you will stop when you hit an obstacle or a person, so you need to figure out the the ideal path to get through the level so that you actually run into people and don't get stuck and have to restart. And it's, it's a lot one of, of those fun. logic puzzles that we hate in mm-hmm. every other video game ever, yeah. and yet in this game it's still kind of fun. When you make it the whole game and ultra-violent, it's really cool. And I mentioned Jason Voorhees getting unstuck in time. This led to another game by the same people, Friday the 13th Killer Puzzle, where it's like, this time we've got the license, we've got slightly nicer graphics, and that game continues the same gameplay, sliding around, but you're Jason, but then it expands on the Friday the 13th mythos and, like, you know, adds all these new stories like, oh, now Jason goes to prison and survives electrocution, and now he has to kill guards and now he's the custodian in an old theme park and 
Now he's doing a bunch of other stuff that he never did in the movies. And now he got zapped and is traveling through time into random eras that end oh, with him uh, murdering a caveman with a giant stone wheel and uh, ending humanity as we know it. It's like everything you've ever seen depicted on a fucking uh, licenseless threadless shirt is mm. now, part of, it's now yep. part of Jason's canon. Pretty much. Petting puppies, starting his own Etsy mm-hmm. store. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's got to have a side hustle, Chris. Don't judge. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, just the idea that, like, wait, Jason could get a job at some point. Like, he could talk to people and arrange to do I mean, work. Have you, I have you met so. your he, local Applebee's cook? They're all about I second mean, chances look, over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, that that uh, janitor jumpsuit and those axes are not cheap or that's true. readily available. So you have to be able. Jason has to. He has. Look, Friday the 13th, that's one day out of the year. He has to work a regular job just like everybody else. Call into customer service. You talk to Jason Voorhees. It's like, I love in TL's version. Just he, we just assume he's compensated like Santa. You don't see a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> he works. Yeah, like, I always wondered, like, where does he find clothes in his size? Like, I could see it. Like, oh, he steals his clothes because he like lives out in the the woods like a hobo. But, uh, like, where does he find them in his size? No one is as big as him. Yeah, He's what, gigantic. Exactly. Does he live next to a metrosexual Bigfoot? Like, where does he keep getting <laughs> That was it. Like, he goes to, like, Destination XL, and he goes and he, goes and he gets his, like, overall dickies. Mm-hmm. He's like, which one, which one would look good with this? That is, such a, like, that is a much better name for a big and tall store. <laughs> Destination XL, is that real? That is the name of the Big and Tall store now. It literally changed the name from Big and Tall to Destination oh, wow. XL. It also doubles. That could easily be a male stripper name. Destination the stage, XL. Destination XL. Destination XL. <laughs> I, I think that's my... Don't I be shy with holidays. the $1 bills, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I think after the holidays, Destination TL is probably going to be my new Twitter name. <laughs> nice, there you nice, go. Nice. That's a good one. Bounce a quarter off my fupa. I'm shopping at Express <laughs> Big and Tall. Gross. <laughs> But uh, one thing that makes Slay Away Camp fun is the voice acting and narration. And I know we've played some of these clips before, but they're still fun. They thought camp would be fun. It wasn't long before they realized it would be deadly. Slay Away Camp. Yeah, I like Slay Away Camp that uh, the menu is structured like a video rental store. And so every new set of levels is like a new movie in this increasingly ridiculous story about this killer. And uh, as you get through the quote unquote sequels, the narration becomes sillier and sillier. They thought it was safe to go back to camp, but it wasn't. They thought the nightmare was over, but it still wasn't over. School is out for summer. School is out forever. (laughs) Because they're dead. They thought the beach would have lots of sand, and it did. The Big (laughs) Apple just got sliced and diced. And the apple core thrown in the garbage. The apple core is a metaphor for their heads. Right. Because <laughs> Jason literally punched off a dude's head in that movie. It's true. It's Six Manhattan yeah. Part 8. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Elm Street Nightmare, those uh, that... now three seasons complete. Patreon.com slash laser time. 
Wow. Well, congratulations. Right. Where you and other people discuss horror movies? Indeed. Three franchises down. What will we do next? Tune in next year if we're all still alive. Candyman. All Candyman. Oh, farewell to the flesh. I can talk about the best Candyman. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a great mini-season, right? How many, are there three Candyman's total? Four with the remake? Therefore, therefore, yeah. Yeah, four seems like kind of, a, kind of a backstop for a lot of horror franchises. Like, hit four and that's it. Hmm. Evil Dead. Or you could run. Or you go into space. Or you go into space or to yeah. the hood twice, if you're Warwick Davis. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. did Leprechaun do that they twice? Did. They revisited it. There, okay. This is the old time I ever to say this. Uh-oh. No, no, no. This is the old time I ever to say this. So uh, a couple of years ago, I went to L.A., shot a short, and randomly, Sam and uh, it's me, Sarah, were in L.A. at the same time. So we met, we went to go meet up at the bar, and on the fucking, at the fucking bar, they were showing Leprechaun in the Hood <laughs> randomly. This was in March. Not even like, wow. <laughs> it wasn't even like St. Patrick's Day. It was just like. I wonder if it was Leprechaun like, uh, if you go to like, uh, you know, someplace in Europe and there's like a famous old movie shot there, they'll just run that movie on repeat. Maybe there's a scene in that yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah. In Leprechaun into Hood, or back to the Hood, I believe it's called. Uh, we can pronounce yeah. it like that because the Leprechaun producer said so. <laughs> yes, the, the the authority of how to say the Hood for sure. Just going to point uh, out the uh, the excellent wordplay from TL. He went to shoot a short and then saw a Leprechaun movie. Sleepaway, Slayaway Camp. Camp. Slayaway, yes. thank you. Slayaway Camp. Are we Camp. still talking about Slayaway Camp? Excellent. Yeah, well, we're yeah. trying to. Uh, yeah, it is, it, it is a fun little puzzle game. Uh, I yeah. still strongly recommend it. It's it's really It's on Steam cool in, in a and, complete edition for like yeah. a billion percent off. It's a $10 game that is now yeah. like $1 with all the DLC for $5. So I think on iOS it's a buck, isn't it? I'm it's sure a there's a, a similar pricing structure, but it is like it's part yeah. of Steam's mega Halloween sale, which makes me wish I had a Steam capable cool. computer right now because it's all horror games. Probably the stuff we'll be talking about, and I think that there's another bundle yeah. that includes all the Friday the 13th puzzle uh, puzzle stuff as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They, they added uh, like a DLC pack, to killer that thing? puzzle, like a couple. Yeah, yeah. Not not a whole lot else to say about that, other than that you know it's awesome and you should play it, but. Uh, now we'll get into more simulatory territory with number four. Total defluffication. You defluff them all. I know what this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was that was the worst job I ever had on a porn set. The defluffer. <laughs> 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 you just gotta make everything less sexy. Yeah. Uh, now make sure so this guy's flaccid for your show. That's what they employed yeah. in Game of Thrones. Chris, could you come yeah. out dressed like Jessica Rabbit? You got it, boss. <laughs> uh, this would be one not Nazi bear. The naughty bear. Naughty bear. Na- yes. Nazi the naughty bear. bear. No, this this was a game I remember getting. Like, it did not review well, except no. for uh, the review I wrote of it, which <laughs> I think I gave it like a, you know, like a seven, an eight, somewhere seven, in that territory. But it was like, yeah. people were like pissed at this game. How dare yeah. it try and be funny? Yeah. What- I think uh, uh, my buddy Emmett has a great thing. He says, like, there should be more just like meh games that people like champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good meh game that should be champion. Like, yeah. it's fun. I think I got Nazi one from this fun. week's new release. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not great long term, but it is, it's imaginative and it was trying to do something original, which is 
let's make a Friday the 13th game, but instead of Jason Voorhees and being all serious, it's bright and colorful, and the main character is a badly patched up bear that everyone makes fun of and totally has a justification for doing what he does because this is what happens when he tries to show up uninvited to one of the other bears' birthday party with a present. Laughing at his present. Gosh, naughty, how insanely rude of Chubby and Giggles. And after you went to all that trouble to make a present... If I were you, I would throw that present in the fire and go and do something about all this nonsense. Yeah, all this nonsense. Uh, Charming English narrator directs you to kill. Which you can do, like, I, you know, I was looking up various videos of this and one of the more annoying ones is like, you know, 100% perfect score and all the guy did was running around endlessly scaring the other bears until, like, because I guess that way you get the biggest score multiplier and eventually you can scare them to the point where they commit suicide. Amazing combo! Beats itself to death. Unfathomable sacrification! So yeah, you're you're creeping around. The the idea is you're you're sneaking up on these bears. You can scare them uh, to, to create combo multipliers and uh eventually you're you're supposed to be killing them you have machetes and bats and various other weapons you can use environmental kills say they try and go to call the police if you creep up behind them you can grab the phone receiver and strangle them with the cord while beating them in the face with it uh if they're hanging around big machinery as teddy bears often do you can shove them into it, and it would all be very gruesome if it weren't just, you know, bears full of stuffing. Hmm. Now, there's, now, there's enough to be uh, eight minutes of a montage of bear kills in this game. Mm-hmm. And yes, oh my god, he's beating his face flat with a bat, like a yep, yep. Uh, irreversible style. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> now, Michael, tell me what distinguishes this game, because I know, I know there's an entry that's not on our list, because it doesn't count, but like, what's different about this versus like a manhunt? Or something where you know they're they're both well, games where you're kind of yeah, sneaking around to kill people or you know. what what separates like Manhunt from these is like it's yeah we we did consider it it is especially Manhunt two would probably fit a bit better mm-hmm. but I think the difference is that in Manhunt like it's about survival yeah. it's about you are mm-hmm. up against people who are actively hunting you and trying to kill you and if they see you if they find you they they can and will kill you. And so you, that's, that's a, just a very grisly stealth game, essentially. I see. Like I you, see. you do nasty shit, but you're not doing it for uh, shits and giggles. You're just, yeah, you know, you're in a, like, a like warrior. hotline Miami. Yeah. You can get killed yeah. just as easily as you're killing those. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good distinction. Okay. Yeah. Whereas with naughty bear, a lot of your victims are defenseless and it's really just about setting up the nastiest kills. And or, you know, like like I played in that earlier clip, driving them to suicide, which is fun. You know, there's a bunch of things that can happen in each level. A magical being called the Unibear might show up and then you can go up and flatten his head and you get like a mythical kill. And the announcer is very vocal whenever you kill a bear. Uh, lots of uh, exclamations that end with Asian. And I put together a quick montage of them. Fuck! <laughs> 
Closet Elimination. Great Nullification. Rotary Dejification. Confection Extermination. Manic Mixing Mutilation. Enraged Arcadination. Enraged Arcadination is when you slam a bear's head into the arcade machine that they're playing and it electrocutes them. Just sounds like uh, when white dudes try to write rap for the most part. <laughs> just like a bunch of Asian <laughs> words. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty yeah. bad. I am shocked to learn the developers of this went on to make another thing on our list. I did not know. I mean, they, they, they changed their names and through acquisitions, but yes, that their claim to fame is something we'll be talking about in a second. And it's so odd if you think of Naughty Bear as a stepping stone to that. I can't believe you're spoiling Barbie Horse Adventure. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. The if most we were to talk about Horse Hosen, I would have. Uh, I would be a lot drunker right now. I mean, Love you say that, and I guess we'll, like we'll talk about it when we get there. But like, you can see, you can kind of see, you can yeah. see the threads. Yeah, you can, yeah. Yeah, the, the DNA transfers over. Like, yeah, this is yeah. this is a very effective slasher game, and uh, yeah. and and I I think maybe people didn't quite know what to make of it. Like, you know, it, it doesn't always give you direction and and some people like that that whole sort of like oh, he's by the phone beat him with the phone now oh he's, he's over by this bucket of acid dude dunk him in the acid like to some people that's not very appealing like i like being a game. bad guy once in a while it's fun yeah the other game we're talking about is sniper elite three yes um you shoot him right in the nuts mm-hmm. it, yeah. It goes yeah from right. from murdering murdering and stuffing and the shooting someone right Th- thank god they rendered that in super slow <laughs> oh it's, it's fantastic <laughs> I, <laughs> but I don't think it's the game that we're going to be talking about literally in a second. Number three. <laughs> the British. <laughs> oh, listeners, I wish you could see our video conference screen yeah. right now of four dudes in their 30s and 40s bobbing their head yeah. to that beat. Pseudo Herbie Hancock music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is funny because this game is, is party hard and mm-hmm. you would think it would have like the NGWK party hard music. You'd think. No. Um, yeah, this is a game about a masked killer or multiple killers since you can play as different characters. And it's it's a guy who is just fed up with these terrible neighbors making all this fucking noise. And so he puts on a hockey mask and sneaks into their party and starts systematically murdering them one by one. Now, it's wow. it's a stealth game that it, it feels a bit like if Hotline Miami was about murdering a bunch of uh, hapless unarmed people rather than gangsters who are ready to kill you at a second's notice. Yeah, or if John Wick was about a vendetta against your neighbor for keeping you up late. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, so you can do stuff like, you know, slip in amongst the guests. Nobody will notice. And then just uh, wait for someone to wander off into a secluded room, run up and stab them. The trick is to not be seen and, you know, try to hide bodies when you can, because if people see the bodies then they'll call the cops and you'll have to avoid the cops. A uh, bunch of other things that can show up. Uh, you can start a fire somewhere and firefighters will show up and put it out. And in, in the ensuing chaos, you can murder more people. And the graphics in the first game especially are pixely. 
but uh, it, it works well for the theme. But I love the aesthetic, yeah. and it made me wonder, because both this and the last game on our list, they're both based in the 80s. Is that just because that's like the height of VHS I think, yes. slasher horror movie? Yeah, yeah, that's the golden age of VHS slasher horror. I should say this is based in the year 2000, although, yeah, the aesthetic is very 1980s. I also think, like, you couldn't, like... And I, I haven't seen the latest Halloween movie, and I won't because I think Halloween's a dumb series. But that's just mm. uh, that a little but disappointing. I, <laughs> um, but I do think like it is very hard to think of like could you do a contemporary like the slasher like as we know it, it would have to be changed if you did it contemporarily, just because of like how we live in the society. But the '80s was such a wild time, mm-hmm. and you can't really you know get with people. So yeah, people are getting picked off how would you know it's just like they were gone so like it's just like that that setting makes more sense in a and someone's going to murder you in the next like in the next room type set mm-hmm. it's true it's before cell phones which always before helps. cell phones yeah. yeah and now we just are walking gps like <laughs> it's like oh damn uh i saw that janice was murdered she let me not go there or like someone would tweet through it like they'd mm-hmm. be getting killed and be like oh my god uh photo like it yeah. would be something <laughs> like that <laughs> don't get enough knife maniacs in real life uh, we don't get enough like jump rope villains like people <laughs> like i'm gonna yeah. whip you with a jump rope mm-hmm. like that that's what we need yeah that's that's like something out of a children's comic book like ah you can't handle the awesome fury of jump rope man whip whip <laughs> oh no he's chasing us off the playground with his jump rope whip I mean, ah. you're just giving capcom ideas for mega man villains yeah. at this point hey <laughs> i'm just capcom I'm, I'm an rate. ideas guy <laughs> Jump rope, game. man. Uh, what about you another stop. Resident Evil? I love it. You gotta stop him. You gotta stop him. Jump, man. <laughs> jump rope, man. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there is. There is a, a, a plot line getting back to Party Hard that um, you know has a, has twists and turns and uh, takes place mostly as. An interview between two detectives. Can you describe to me exactly what the party hard killings were? They were a series of murders strung across the U.S. during the autumn break of 2000, exclusively taking place in and around house parties, rooftop parties, cruise parties, you name it. This guy was there, stabbing his way through the crowds. And what was the motive, Mr. West? This guy... Just wanted some peace and quiet. Turns out he is the actual executor of the Kirby of the Herbie Hanstock. Uh, Herbie, uh, whatever this joke. Fuck this joke. I already went out. I went Wait, out of this bad joke. He's stalking rooftop parties. Nobody in a Switch commercial would be safe. No. Everyone run. <laughs> Also, the the autumn break kind of got me. It's like I had to look up, like, wait, what country is this developer from? Because what the fuck is an autumn break? Yeah, we're right? Americans. Yeah. We don't get any autumn breaks. No, that's when we go back to shit. Yeah, like, we send our kids home with more school, and we work through our yeah. holidays, damn it. Rich people get that shit, because I didn't know about, uh, what is it, Ski Week? Until, you like, you start to have some wealthy Check friends. Oh, my week. good man. <laughs> What, when do you go to the, Aspen? What in the white nonsense is Ski Week? What? You've never heard of it? Well, you're in Florida. No. no. Ski, week is, ski Week is a thing that, like, yeah, rich people take off a week in, like, the late winter, early spring. Like, it's kind of like an early spring break. And it's hmm. like they will get a week off school ostensibly for, for skiing. 
to go squat. Yeah, or cocaine. I, I will say. We all go yeah, to will, Tahoe or maybe uh, the French Alps or Switzerland. It depends. Really depends on what rates are going on JetBlue. <laughs> I will say when <laughs> I move. Like the rich no, JetBlue. Jet JetBlue. Jet yeah, JetBlue. <laughs> uh, really enjoy I like the, the extra, I like the extra leg room. I amazing. Like I can watch any episode of Twilight Zone I want. That's the point. The rich people, like Record Scratch, they would look at Chris and know he wasn't one of them. <laughs> he ends up in a wicker Blue. man. Uh I was going to say, I didn't realize people had extra days off until, like, I moved to the Gulf Coast when I was in high school, and Mardi Gras, like, yeah. people don't know this, like, they people, like, people in, like, the Gulf region have, like, an extra week off for Mardi Gras. Like, there's just parades that happen all the time leading into Fat Tuesday, so, like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm not shocked about Ski Week. I just, again, I feel like it's a very wide experience where it's just, like, I would be, like, you're going to go to Ski Week? No, actually, I'm not. <laughs> Man, I mean, I'm going to say I'm being white. I would innately be good at it uh, in my late 20s. Turns out, no. And I have always gone with people to stay for the free room and board and frolic in the snow while they're paying for to go up on lifts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I will it. drink in this hot tub in the, in the snowbanks. Uh, yeah, Party Hard's really cool. The, the sequel involves the killer... Getting put on meds and having a boring, mundane life and deciding, you know what, this sucks. I want to go back to killing now. And uh, it it's little looks a little nicer. The levels are a bit bigger. You have a camera that follows you through them rather than just, you know, seeing the entire thing in one screen. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's kind of cool. But I think for, for a real spree killer experience that, you know, drives home some of the best and most iconic 80s slasher movie uh, that that tone. Can I interrupt this this segue to just because I'm, of you I guys? You? I ended up googling Herbie <laughs> Hancock because of you guys uh-huh. to see if he really was a guest star, and that I think he should leave episode. And it looks like no, but I no. did not know he composed the music to Fat Albert. There's your yes. TL trivia drop there. First of all, I <laughs> I do that. Secondly, um, is there a reason why this guy looks like Casey Jones? Uh, Is there a reason like this guy looks exactly like Casey Jones? The party hard guy, you mean? <laughs> yes, the party hard guy. Well, I mean, Casey Jones like Casey was Jones. trying to look like Jason a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Casey it's... Jones was trying to, like, what if Jason Voorhees, but also Spicoli? Hmm. And, yeah, a yeah. <laughs> little, little, little bit longer hair. He let his hair go just yeah. a little bit. True, you know. true. Skip class, skip this, class most days. This guy's sort of like a Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees fusion, where he's got, you know, the cool hairstyle and... Uh, sort of, you know, human powers, but uh, relentless murderer. Still love the fact that we have, like, we, as as a culture, can distinguish when people say Michael Myers compared to Mike Myers. We can mm-hmm. keep them separate in our heads. Barely. And, yeah, and we don't immediately say, oh, behave. <laughs> 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 that would be Halloween Kills, like, off the bat, <laughs> like, what did you think it was? Michael Myers? I mean, <laughs> have you seen Mike Myers lately? His face is looking a little bit like that. Never mind. Mm, that, yeah. that poor man. I, yeah, I gotta say, his face looks like on. an inside-out William Shatner. <laughs> that, well, I mean... There's been a little plastic surgery. I mean, they, they are both becoming the same face. Now uh, that I think about it. I, like, I'll take a little detour to talk about the Halloween movies for a second. What do you even call that style of movie? Because I don't think you can call them horror movies anymore. 
No, like they're, they're barely they're, thrillers. Is it? A th- it's, yeah, they're not. I, yeah, I they're not thriller. thrillers. No. Like I, like I said, I, I am not a fan of them. Especially like <laughs> being, I think I was too old when I watched the first movie. Like it's ridiculous. Hmm. It's just like everyone's like you're crazy Jamie Lee Curtis and you can obviously see Michael behind the tree and it's like no there's a fucking six foot seven dude behind the sh- what are you talking about yeah, like, if, if every Seinfeld <laughs> can be every Seinfeld plotline can be negated with a cell phone the entire concept of the original Halloween is ruined by ring doorbells exactly. no no he was there right? yeah, She's, yeah. Laurie Schroeder's correct yeah. <laughs> well like we got I, him, we got him. The, the, I, I watched the first new one. That was like the first, you know, non-Halloween three Halloween movie I saw. Loved it. Watched the original. Was like, wow, this has almost no body count. Watched Halloween Kills. It's like, yeah, this is really fun. It's not scary. Uh, and then watched awesome. Halloween Ends. And it's like, yeah, this is that was a disappointing like whiff to end I, the, I've a just big seen loud so trilogy many, with. So many people like, uh, no, no, they were trying to thematically be like Halloween two and three. Because uh, two, the body count is up, and three isn't really, as in Halloween ends, isn't really mm-hmm. about Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it's about somebody else, and I just think like, well, and that's a dumb decision. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. It was. That's a that's a thematically dumb decision. Is it in the theme of dumb? I think it's dumb. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe it'll look better for years from now. Maybe I can't imagine. But uh, anyway, I already did the segue for this, so let's just move so on. Good, to... by the way. Number two. Who is the fairest one of all? Oh my. Game where you play as Disney's lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. See, I, I picked that clip specifically because she said, Who is the fairest? So you know she's looking in the mirror, and that's what that shattering glass sound is. What's the game? Candyman. Yes. I mean, look, this is a game that we already have a meme about. This is the Welcome to Jace Chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here, yeah. here comes is. the Jace Chase. Yeah, here I, comes I believe Jace it's... Jace. Uh... Here comes the Jace Chase. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, Friday 13th, the game, which is a, it's a... I think this is a very fun game. Mm-hmm. I think, what are you about like, to say disparaging this game? Oh, no, man. I'm actually not. I'm not. I think this was one, like we talked about with Naughty Bear, that when it first came out, a lot of people had a problem with. But, like, it found its audience in this, like... For, it was kind like, of broken kind of, when it came out, it to was, be fair yeah. to this game. Yeah. 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 It was very broke. And it was but online it, only, and the online wasn't even working for, like, a week or two, because it was a much, much smaller developer. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think it's a very fun game. Like, it's, like... I think of like all these like horror games. Like I've been, I played the the Evil Dead game, right? And like I didn't have as much fun as I had playing this game, like playing mm-hmm. uh, Friday Thirteenth. I thought Friday Thirteenth was a holy really fun shit! Game. I, it, the Evil Dead game came out. Yes, yes. Wow. It, it and, it, and it's been on sale. Like you can, I think Gamefly has it right good. now for like fifteen dollars. It's wow. not good. Oh, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not I, a fan. I heard it was fine. I, I heard it was an okay one of those. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting in that um, this actually has a few things in common with Naughty Bear. Like so, both of these like big open sandbox areas that look like camp cabins. Uh, both of them have like there's a car nearby. And the victims, if they see you, will try to run for it to escape. And you can catch up to them while they're trying to start their car. And in Jason's case, you can just, like, slam a hand through the the car window and pull them out and then kill them. However, uh, Naughty Bear will actually 
drag them out of the car and repeatedly slam their head in the door until it's flattened, uh, which is pretty cool to do. This The existence of this game kind of drove home more like, you know, what Naughty Bear was trying to do. And then like, yeah, tonally it got that much right. This is not what the Naughty Bear developer made, by the way. No, I know. No. But no. Uh, I'm just pointing out they, they had some similarities. Yeah, they, um, they do. They do. And, and just for me, one, I think this is the most accurate licensed game I've ever played. Even though the NES one was a little accurate to Friday the 13th, too. And I just, I couldn't get over playing this because, like, Friday the 13th uh, is not the most clever horror series. Nope. But, like, what if you like it, you could die in the first two minutes of this game and then just watch a cheap Friday the 13th movie unfold every five minutes. It was, it, it was it's awesome. It's, it's yeah. just so much fun. And I love how it explains what Jason does. Yeah, and, and like it establishes, no, he really can not exactly teleport, but he can move like you know the camera in Evil Dead, yeah, like really quickly and invisibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they if you're a survivor in this, it's I remember it being fairly complicated, where you know like oh you have to find the battery and this gas and yeah, fix and the, the car. And, yeah. yeah. Well, there's multiple ways to escape, mm-hmm. uh, which one is via boat, one is via car, or you can, as we mentioned on a recent show, you, you can get the cops there. Uh, there's also, you can figure out like the, like the most LucasArts ass puzzle yeah. in the world. Like, mm-hmm. how do you kill Jason? <laughs> like where it's like, well, first you got to go to his mom's cabin and get the sweater. Uh, and then you, and then it's a female like, player has to put on the sweater and then you chastise yes. Jason and then you, a player has to be dead, and if you get to the phone and you'll call, use the Tommy phone, and that Jarvis, will call yeah. Tommy Jarvis <laughs> as that other player back into the game. He will be able to use a gun and shoot Jason in the face, and that's like the only. I mean, I don't. Oh, you think, you I don't have to get Jason's mask off somehow. Also, yeah, yes. yeah. But you have to stun him a few times yeah. and get his mask off. Yeah, it's uh, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Whereas you understand yeah. why people would want to just. Uh, let's all get in the boat and get the hell out of here. Yeah, we yeah. we <laughs> we streamed this game a ton of times, and I and I played it a ton of times. I have never seen anybody do that. Never, not it, once. People get close a lot, but mm. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot. I mean, you're asking for the perfect Rube Goldberg machine to work. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen it on YouTube, and I'm sure it's something like diehards have been able to recreate. But yeah. like, yeah. But I do like you know playing as Jason in this is you get to set up a lot of fairly creative kills. Like it gives you. And and it lets you level up and unlock more and more brutal things to do. Like uh, yeah, that's I, I like that League of Legends style thing. Like during the match, you gain your your powers level up, and you mm-hmm. can you basically it's like you get more powerful as as time goes on. Which I think that also makes it fun. Like you don't just start every match with like here's all of Jason's powers. Like right. it takes a little time to unlock. Well, it. I I was playing this earlier today, going through the challenge mode, and I I realized like I'd never gotten very far through this, but you there's like a persistent leveling system for Jason. Yeah. You can unlock different Jasons. They each come with different powers. You can uh, unlock different kills and say like, okay, I'm going to, you, you can have like up to four or five kills, I think at a time. And then there's like a little radial menu when you grab someone, you can like, oh, I want to hold down the button and, and hit a, and I'm going to, uh, rip their head off, or I'm going to shove my hands into their, their mouth and tear off their jaw or, you know, ax them in the crotch or whatever. Uh, all the classic Jason moves never gets old. Never, never. Um, but they they actually uh, added a 
single player challenge mode where you are playing as Jason through different little mini stories that usually involve like the same handful of counselors getting killed over and over again in different ways. And uh, they also have unskippable cutscenes that you can watch at the beginning of each encounter. Whoa, did you just hear that? It sounded like screaming. Probably someone getting bonked upstairs, man. How come you don't get loud when we get it on? Well, you're just gonna have to keep trying, babe. Ah! Holy shit! What's going on? What are you doing? Just testing it out, honey. Well, cut it out. You're harsh in my eye, babe. Be a doll and go check the views, please. I love that the perfect storm of 80s slasher movie tropes. It's like, yeah, we're talking about getting high and having sex. Oh, man, the Transformer blew. I guess I'll go out by myself to see what's going on. Oh, it's a Transformer getting blown. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 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 Yes, that is the Allspark. Yes. (laughs) Watch if you wish. Flick my Allspark. (laughs) Yes, touch my matrix. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Jesus. It's so, it's so I just, I like that the guy says, get it on. To, like, I would be yeah. embarrassed to use that phrase, like, to an actual human That's being. That's because like, you're hey, not babe. living in the early 80s. Hey, babe, let's get it on. Yeah. Yeah, Why don't I you just, sound like that when we get it on, me? Unless you're Marvin Gaye, don't ever say that phrase. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the one out it's here like, on, dating babe. like a single man. Sometimes you got to say something like that. Hey, you want to share booty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you want to sh- shag? <laughs> you sounded like you Ned Flanders. Bump, uglies. Uh, you- hey, you want to share booty? Would you like to <laughs> put some stanky on my hang down? <laughs> I'm Gilbert Godfrey. Please fuck me. Oh, rest in peace. Uh, uh, Please fuck my corpse. That's a good Gilbert right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Friday the 13th. So, yeah, lots of great stuff like that. And, of course, Jason, you get to hear his thoughts, which are actually just his mother talking to him constantly. They deserve to die. Make them suffer like we did. Suffer like G did? <laughs> Tried to get some good crunchy kill noises in there. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget that. Go ahead, Tia. Oh, I was going to say, this is also when I get to say I love the first Friday the 13th movie because I love the fact that his mom is the actual antagonist of that movie. It's Mm -hmm. just reverse psycho. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so good. I enjoy it. With a mix of tea party puritanical. (laughs) 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 Fuck these fucking kids, literally. (laughs) Yeah. I, I remember, like, the first time I saw Friday the 13th movie, it was like a midnight horror movie festival. And like in the guide, they wrote like, you know, Jason Voorhees, enforcer of the Reagan agenda. I'm like, oh, what are you? T-? And I realized like, yeah, no, the, the whole no sex, no drugs or or die. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. remember those outtakes where he's singing that Adam Ant song like, you don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? You don't you're drink, You're singing a hot fuzz, man. That's, <laughs> that's how that movie opens. <laughs> Uh, but this this Put game is great. I have no idea what its status is, and if you're not new to our show and not getting the jokes, Dave and I streamed this a number of times because we were fascinated by it. Mm. And the time we would stream in California on the West Coast, 
was like one to two p.m. on the East Coast, and we would always match with the most vocal child who is excellent at the game. Yeah. And we we were constantly playing this game with children who couldn't have been born in order to see any Friday. Th- Friday Thirteenth hasn't been made. A movie hasn't been made in over a decade, and yeah. and mm-hmm. all these kids love this fucking game. And uh, yeah, it befell kind of a tragedy because you know that lawsuit between Sean Cunningham and the uh, original writer, which I believe he won, right? But it, but uh, it held up all its DLC and basically the support. Yeah. That the, the game was the game keep is free of all that tons stuff of people now. were still yeah. playing it. I have no idea Man, what its status is. This story is when I realized we have a huge gap in our top five, but it's okay because it's it's related. So you talk about like yeah, so kids who had no idea what Friday the Thirteenth was, never watched the movies or anything, they were loving this game just like kids now. Well, kids a year ago hmm. play Among Us, one of the great slasher games uh-huh. where you're pretty much just a hmm. secret killer, and it's it's so wild to me that like kids don't. They don't overthink this shit. They don't. Yeah. They don't really think like, oh, that's someone you know murdering another person in cold blood. It's like, nah, mm-hmm. it's just this. I hear silly they think game murderers are a, a little good. sus. Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> sus. According to my research, it, yeah. Well, I mean, for them, it's just a chance to get online and and not shut the fuck up. Like that <laughs> kid would not stop talking. <laughs> yeah. at all. I, yeah, I have the is... full clip. Should I play it? I, oh, sure. Yes, yeah. please. Here we go. Here comes the Jace Jace. He said the Jace Jace. What are you Jace, Jace. I just wanted you to escape once, Dave, not die instantly. <laughs> oh. That little boy that no one loved grew up to be Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I feel the like the world's kid now. Yeah. We're the here to kill all these counselors. <laughs> and if they, if they can survive, they'll get $100,000 thanks to Capital One. You, you know that dude anymore, is Michael, like 21 or... years old? He looks like Mr. Beast is like mad young. Like, he's like extremely yeah. young. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we're going to have to pay Dave royalties if you play that clip anymore. Mm-hmm. Though, uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, that's Dave's, that's Dave's uh, Mexican equivalent, uh, Dov. I believe Dov, we have a, we have a uh, four actually. minute montage of one or more children that we played with, and it just it was n- nonstop laughter from us. And, uh, and, and speaking of Among Crazing. Us, I was at a friend's house, and their kid drew one of the Among Us people on the board, but it was very crude. And he's like, "Oh, this is from Among Us." I'm like. I I I thought it was a bunny bending over. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I will please. say I will say uh with Among Us and like the potential that Friday thirteenth had, we are now living in the perfect age and I just saw this movie recently. Let's do a, a thing game. Let's yeah, do a game. Yeah. Uh, Be- better game than the PS two be... one, please. Yes. I was, yes. was gonna say we already did a pretty decent one of those. It was okay. But I, I want a good one with online multiplayer mm. where I get to play as young Keith David. Yeah, <laughs> that, that game. That game is the reason the guy who went on to be one of the producers of Chronicles of Riddick: Escape from Butcher Bay, like that, oh, wow. the thing was his claim to fame that got him in the door in other places. Oh, and, and, and just imagine being able to like possess and incorporate organic pieces of the environment into your body and creatively. Oh my God! Not not just putting teeth inside your stomach to. to to chomp off uh, the president's arm from clear and present dangers. Just, yeah. just wait a minute. Realize something. TL, what's uh, what's the name of your podcast again? Welcome to the thing. Yeah, yeah. He just don't wants to a... do a podcast about a new thing game. That's all. <laughs> no, I don't. You'll be like, that, you'll be like Hulk was... Hogan paying a license to Marvel for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. 
Wait, yeah. what, are, what wrestling lore did you just drop that? I don't know. What are you talking about? Yeah, like if you load up the first uh, rest, the WWF NES game, it says licensed by Marvel because it, they, Hulk Hogan has been licensing his name for Marvel the entire time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I know the Ultimate Warrior. That's the one that Ultimate Warrior's name was in licensing hell because that's he a, that's why he legally changed comment. his name to Warrior. So you had to call yes. him Warrior <laughs> because he had like a very like awful comic <laughs> that yes. that he came out with during Destrucity. his uh, sabbatical from yes <laughs> the, Destrucity yes. Destiny Trust uh. <laughs> <laughs> Destrucity. Mm. All right, we should we should move on from the Jace Jace. Jace, Jace. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Among Us is like I, I always thought of it as more of like a social deception sort of game. Um, but it, it you know very much qualifies. Yeah, inspired by the thing. It's just not. It's just than... not gross. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and the the killer is not obvious. It's about mm-hmm. you know sneaking up and then hiding. Uh, but we should move along to a game with very obvious killers. Little element of surprise there. Uh, it's it's a little difficult to tell what this game is uh, by that clip, but I, I will give a hint. Almost no one talks in it, and uh, it is extremely popular, I, I'm presuming, with kids as well as everyone else. And, uh, no, it's and, a, and Lizzie. Lizzie was playing mm-hmm. a ton of this game. Yeah, I, I have a lot of friends who play. This is a very popular game. This yeah. is Death by Daylight. Dead by Daylight, uh, but yes. Yeah, Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, uh, she, but she would play this game all the fucking time And uh, when we were doing Elm Street Nightmare. That's sort of why we were we were uh, had such a horror boner at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we started it like five years ago, almost the day. Uh-huh. A horror boner, a honer. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, this, I mean, this is like... I think originally it's just playing on like the tropes of different like because like it is not it is it's like the 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 Walmart equivalent of the killer that you would that you would yeah well it use. it has a bunch of killers I think it started out with a handful and has been you know steadily adding more and more but it, it it's also noteworthy like it has it has a pretty big roster now and eleven of its killers are licensed like uh, you've got uh, Sadako from the Ring. You've got uh, Pyramid Head. You've got uh, Michael Myers. You've yep. like Michael Myers was the first one, I think, but also Leatherface. Uh, I don't have a list in front of me. I'm just I, I do. Like Ghost the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. Yeah, Ghostface. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Demogorgon. Uh, uh, Senior Wesker from the yes. Biohazard it's, games. It's it's such <laughs> a weird place to become like this other Mortal Kombat experience where all your favorite horror icons can come because they, you can't really fight one another. No. Mm. Right? Like, uh, yeah. There's only one killer per round. Yeah. Well, there's only I mean, one killer per round, and it's like, it is a thing of like a keep away. Like, you're mm-hmm. trying to escape out, right? It's the same thing, like, yeah. with the, with the, you know, Friday the 13th game where you're like trying to escape, uh, and you don't want to get, like, cause it's like, when you get captured, like, they put you on a hook, uh, and like, you have to get, you like, bleed it, out it unless is, someone comes yeah. and gets you. Yeah. Right. It is like what you would want out of the thriller game, right? And I think that's one of the things where it has like that kind of appeal. Like, we talked about, like, is the slasher gone? I think, like, these games kind of replicate that feeling. Yeah. But yeah. allows you to role play as, like, with, when you're the, when you're not the, when you're not the big bad, like, play as the victims of 
like hey we need to get out of there that stress of like watching that movie like how would you get out like you get to replicate that and yeah. i think like this is the perfect like in couple like the perfect like facsimile of that it like i've i won't pretend to be an expert on this i've played it very little um but my impression of it is that it's almost more like tag where you've got something like Friday the 13th, where like the survivors have to do something fairly complicated. They have a lot of ways to hide. And if they get caught, they can struggle. But if, you know, Jason will kill them like in, in extravagant ways and that's it. Uh, whereas in dead by daylight, the survivors task is a little bit less complicated. You have to repair generators and you have to repair enough of them so that without the killer detecting you, because if you, like, you know, miss a quick time event button press, they'll be alerted, like, they'll see a little aura on, on the map where, you know, with an explosion wherever you fucked up, and they'll make a beeline for your location. Eventually, you are powering up a uh, switch to open an escape door, and then once everyone is through it, the last survivor can escape through a hatch that opens up in the ground somewhere. Meanwhile, the killer is trying to destroy the generators and the hatch when it opens and is trying to track down the, the survivors, not kill them, but incapacitate them. And every time the killer takes a swipe, they have to like, there's a brief animation where they sort of reset, like, you know, wipe off the, the blood off the blade or, you know, flip, flip it around extravagantly, whatever. Uh, so, once the survivor's down, then yeah, they, they pick them up, the survivor can struggle, they take them to the hook, another survivor can come and free them if you're not watching the hook, eventually they will get sacrificed to the entity which oversees the, you know, the, these dark arenas that this unfolds in over and over and over again. Uh, and in an interesting twist, like in Friday the 13th, as Jason, you are playing in third person, so you have a lot of environmental awareness. In Dead by Daylight, the survivors are third person. The killer is first person. Mm. Uh, so it's like, you know, the survivors are the prey with the eyes on the side of their head. They can see a lot of their surroundings. The killer just has eyes on the front. He is looking for prey, razor focus. So it is easier for survivors to creep around, uh, you know, alongside him without him him or her necessarily noticing. Yeah. And uh, it's a bit, bit more like the um, asymmetrical spies versus mercs uh, multiplayer from, well, from with, Splinter it, Cell. That I, I way. compared it to Left 4 Dead earlier, and you were like, "Nah, not so much that." But like, if you played yeah. Back for Blood, the Left 4 Dead no. spiritual successor, but it just that like, we did play it together. But I'm, well, but right. I, I think they're very different games. Like you're no, not no, gunning there, down there are, hordes of zombies. There are a lot more objectives in Back for Blood, or conditions that have to be met oh, okay. before you can win a level. And your every enemy is kind of overpowering you. And uh, mm. remember, there was a lot more to do. It's like, oh, we got to just got to get across this bridge and build a generator. Fuck! I wasn't prepared. I thought I just got got to escape. Uh, mm. And they can destroy your generators and all that stuff. And uh, but they're way stronger. And the killer here is way way stronger. I played a ton oh, yeah. of this when it came out. I love. Maybe it. Maybe you can explain to me. So, like, when I look at their website, I'm looking because I knew about all these licensed, mm -hmm. you know, characters and stuff. But it's weird. Is like. They have like a generic name for them. It's almost like what you would call that if you didn't get the license, but of course it's the real one. So for example, Freddy Krueger is just called the nightmare on their mm. website, you know, or uh Leatherface is called the cannibal. And I think it's because all their killers have these like the death slinger, the twins, you know, yeah, uh, well, like, well, like uh yeah. pinhead is called the Cenobite. Right. And yeah. so it's like, 
Why do they do that? Or is that just sort of a fun well, affectation thing that they do? Matt, like, you know, if you go into a territory, sometimes you got to change the name. That's how you get over it. You can't, <laughs> right. you, can't you can't use, you got to call, you got to call different names. You got to call yeah. them up and they can't be. Yeah. They got to wear a mask. Anymore. They got to exactly. have a mask in it first. Yeah. Put, why have it? WWE made all the money. Put the fiend in death by daylight. Man. Well, probably because they didn't have access uh, yeah. to him until like a week ago. <laughs> well, because you can't have the fiend just no selling everybody in this game is the reason why. Uh, he's got he's got to be impervious to some attacks, right? I would prefer mm, Alexa Bliss. Sure. Uh, I sure. have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> talking about wrestling It's good yeah. again, Michael. I, it's okay again, Michael. I got that part at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, a lot of this game is uh, putting people on hooks, and boy, do I have a clip. Here's Ghostface uh, hanging up Bill from uh, Left 4 Dead. Oh, yeah. He's crawling around on the ground. Got to pick him up. Take him over to the hook. There's crows everywhere for some reason. Bill's voice sounds like it's run through a filter or something. Yeah. Well, well, Michael, as we were having entirely too much fun joking about this week, what does a hook do? Mm-hmm. What's it do? Brings you back. Brings, uh, thank you. Thank yes, you. Yes. <laughs> I ain't telling you no lies. Chris um, remembered. Or gets you off stage from the Apollo. Yeah, that too. Sandman <laughs> comes out and pulls you off. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of places, like... I was amazed, like, the first couple times playing that is like, oh, I never thought to really check the lockers, and none of the survivors seem to actually try to hide in them. Because that, uh, you know, can be a death sentence if you're caught, because uh, you got nowhere to go, and you get immediately grabbed. But uh, it's always kind of fun to watch other people play those sequences, because, uh, yeah, they, they go, they play out like this. Open the locker. They always, like, stab next to the survivor's head. They don't stab the survivor directly. Grab them by the neck. Put them on the hook. Lots of gross squishy sounds. Can you just, just play the first second of that clip again? That one? It, it just sounds like the opening for Sympathy of the Devil. Or the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, the little, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Please allow me. And you yeah, have, like, the bongos the... kick in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 yeah, the song that everyone knows from Interview with a Vampire. That's uh, what I, I knew it from originally. I, I knew it from Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Again, another wrestling wrestler. Yes! There it is! Tom Tom Cruise's <laughs> lace on, on his sleeves, like, becomes, you know, clean again. He gets in the car. Christian Slater's laying there almost dying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone Wait a minute, We're not even talking about this in the show, but I, I brought up, hey, I'm watching watching interview with a vampire show and michael and matt sounded like the biggest Anne rice fans i've ever met and we've never <laughs> talked about that in our lives uh, i i am we not open about my Anne rice fandom yeah yeah it was wow. back it was of a time my wow. mom so, got me into vampire as was the style at yeah. the time i'm about to say two Anne rice fans and i a very noted Anne rice hater on Aww. one podcast oh Shocker. <laughs> what? I, I don't like vampires. I don't like Anne Rice vampires. Like, uh... Throw in the pile with Mario 64. Why don't you? Look, TL, vampires can have sex too, all right, buddy? Like, it's fine. That's no, the they, they don't have sex. Blood drinking is their sex. Exactly. It is like, sex. Yes, yes. It is their incredibly boring vampire. So what I'm I saying is Lestat in Dead by Daylight when? 
please. I mean, I mean there's that yes. new show, yeah. The show is that new show is really cool, by the way. I am yeah, I really need to watch it. I have just started watching uh, uh, what we do in the shadows. That is a oh. vampire. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Laszlo and Dead by Daylight when? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. There's <laughs> a situation in my life where I'm in- encountering a lot of vampires, seeing the invitation in theaters. Uh, it's been weird, but yeah, love love this love Dead by Daylight, and I'm yeah. pretty sure it's either it might be uh, asterisk free on. Both PS Plus and Game Pass. I, can't, uh, or, or I don't think it's on. I do not think it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's I do PS not think Plus. it's on Game Pass. Uh-huh. Um, but it is. Uh, one one thing about this game that really impressed me is during the victory screen, there's always that like you know rate your experience thing, but it just says, "Did you have fun?" And you know, uh, <laughs> one to five dots, whatever. Uh, and and something about that that phrasing, like, did you have fun? Like, we built this so you could have fun. Like, even though it's scary, yeah. it's it's really just about having fun. And that 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 sort of earnestness won me over immediately. <laughs> like, Included in PS Plus, but so I, I encourage you to like mm-hmm. if we were, you know, we have talks about how much or how little multiplayer we play. I will tend to like get into multiplayer for like. A week to no longer than two or three weeks. That's about how much time I give a multiplayer game. Mm. I just, I can't make it a lifestyle. And I, I did this for like, this week, perfect for Dead by Daylight. Just give it a shot. Yeah. It's also yeah. on Game Pass. Yeah. So it's also play. on Game Pass. So, oh, is so, it on Game Pass? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, oh, yeah, I, I do. Rarely I do have, have I been so right about everything. Yeah. I do have one small issue <laughs> with this and that it's like, I think I understand why none of the killers talk or say anything i think that's a because you know you want it to be accessible in different territories with minimal effort and b people can talk use voice chat so you don't want to you know cover that up have a character talk in two different voices whatever but it is weird to have freddy krueger in a game where he doesn't say anything other than like i mean give me my matthew berry voice i need to get to the resonator (laughs) also the freddy krueger is based on the um uh what you call it, Rorschach guy, Freddy mm. Krueger, right? Yeah. Oh, Jack Hero oh, Haley, Freddy Krueger. Oh. That's the only other disappointment, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what the character is now, officially. Yeah, I officially guess. for like what yeah. the last twelve years. That movie hasn't been. They haven't been followed up on that movie in fucking decades. Yeah. So bad news is, bears, yeah. Jackie Earl Haley, Hell yeah. aka. Well, speaking Freddy of bad news, featuring Arn is... Anderson. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> This is behavior interactive. So this is this the uh, the game developed by the Naughty Bear people? Yes, behavior interactive yeah, yeah. was whatever the Naughty Bear developer was. Like it, it had a really pretentious name, like mm-hmm. a sight and body or some shit like that. It's it's how they spelled behavior. It's with the U, the yeah. British yeah. way of behavior. Yeah. Uh, artificial mind and movement, which also did the. I believe the PS2 version of Mercenaries 2 that we made fun of. At King's wow, Radar the one where like the, the bridge buggy. and buildings would appear around the car because the popping yes. was so bad. Mm-hmm. Which which oh. may have been just we got a very buggy review build for some reason. It was the retail I'd... build, man. I'm pretty sure we. Yeah, no, it was it was the All review right, build. So. But like when you send out a review build, it is supposed to be final. So yeah. that one wasn't clearly. I don't. Well, I I don't even know why that that. Our jobs even existed, let alone why people yeah, would send us same. garbage like that. I think it was just so we'd 
they considered us like a magazine. Like, what are they going to do? Mention it comes out and we'll be all good. Like, no, we're going to mock it mercilessly on our podcast mm-hmm. and capture custom video of your game fucking up and laugh about it for years. <laughs> what a wild send time. It to the, us. What a wild time. The early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Not, nothing like or... driving off of a cliff and seeing the bridge spawn above you as you're falling. Yes. And I, I remember learning that because the first game I ever gave a two, I totally forgot what it was. It was a fighting game on PSP. And, you know, I talked to my boss and like, oh, he's like the people from the publisher are contacting us. And like, oh, let me guess. They're pissed. He's like, no, they're just happy to be being talked about. Like, no one is reviewing this game. And yeah. this this press is better than the no press that they were getting. And uh, what? I gave it a two. Like, I've never. It's <laughs> like two scores lower than I've ever given anything. This game is terrible. Oh, that's sad. Uh, anyway, that's that been dead. our top five slasher games. Uh, just like Halloween ends, it's a little disappointing. But I uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. No, I, did you I, have fun? I, did you have fun? Don't click anything. <laughs> yeah, don't I, click. I, I, just pop and lock with me. Mm-hmm. We'll just pop and lock. Uh, no, little Fat Albert theme song, Herbie Hangout. Boom, 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 boom. All right. I well, mean, that song was too good for Bill Cosby to. I just agree, love that that, so. <laughs> that bass lick. It's amazing. It's no, like the whole fretboard. All right, it's so great. Well, on that note, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But I want to talk about good cartoons. Talk, talk about, about a good cartoon. A good yeah. experience. A movie I have seen three times. What? What? I've seen three times. Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Uh, that's Chippendale Rescue. What the fuck? I, I'm supposed to be the, like the diehard here. Jesus Christ! It, it is, I, does seem like a movie custom made for you though, Chris, because it's like yeah. the sequel to Roger Rabbit. We never. It is. It is Roger Rabbit, and I. I don't say this with cynicism. It's Roger Rabbit for uh, millennials and Gen Xers, uh, yeah. and, and, and just because, like, you know, I didn't want to spoil things for Michael. I was just like. Trying to say, like, you're not going to see Mickey, and you're not going to see Donald, really. But, like, dude, there's schnookums in meat in the end credits, for fuck's sake. I don't think that's been acknowledged by Disney in any way ever. But there's, like, they're just, boom, there in the end. It's fucking crazy. It, it, uh, some of those cameos that they got and are the, yeah. Randy Marsh is in a... Randy Marsh is, Randy in Marsh a fucking, is chilling in the sauna. He's in a, in a sauna room. I was... I, I got... With uh, two of the three little pigs. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we're just going to dive headlong into that beloved sequence of sounds and clicks known as... New Tales from the Borderlands came out. Uh, I have not been able to play it, but it is 
Uh, noteworthy that this is not necessarily a sequel to the Telltale series. It does not pick up where it left off. It involves new characters and uh, does advertise Reese at least coming back, but not as mm. a playable character. Um, it is not written by, it was not created by Telltale or the original writers. Uh, it is more in line with like Borderlands 3 and that tone. So okay. I thought it was overseen by some of the original Telltale people. Maybe. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm judging this off of Steam. But, but like, so. I didn't, I think we talked, I, 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 I kind of got my fill of Telltale games and I wasn't a huge fan of Borderlands, so I never really understood the majesty of Tales of the Borderlands, which I've heard nothing but amazing things about. Were, were those a bunch of maybe original characters created for they the They were, right? The game? It's like, it, it's some original characters and then like... Handsome Jack is kind of like the thorough line mm-hmm. of, of those games. Is that right? why? Because yeah. why Why the hell would they follow up on this beloved series and not include those characters? I'm not... I mean, worried. it includes at least one of them, but... Uh... Okay. <laughs> Tell that to fans of Avengers. Hmm. I will. <laughs> we got Ant-Man back. <laughs> Ant-Man's here. <laughs> also, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out if you pre-ordered it you got early access to the campaign like i did and yes it's call of duty modern warfare 2 you play it to uh follow behind other uh, spec ops dudes and hear them say blue blue and all clear and oscar mike and other stuff already been a call of duty modern warfare 2 like you you might have to explain that a little bit for yes so okay (laughs) this is frosty this is call of duty modern warfare 2 roman numerals the sequel to call of duty modern warfare not to be confused with call of duty Two or Modern Warfare Two Roman Numeral, which was the sequel to Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. No more Call of Duty Two. Yes. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two Remastered. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm paraphrasing Ooh. from a yes. tweet that no, I, you, I thought was yes. clever, but uh, it, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's dumb, but also like you s- sort of get it, and it's nowhere near as complicated. And, as And Halloween the campaigns, time. they're not like and, just remakes. No, no. no this this yeah, feels like it might things, be a yeah. prequel to Call of Duty Four because. Uh, you you start out playing as Ghost, who's the 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 creepy British spec ops guy who wears a skull mask at all times. Yeah, we know. And uh, he meets like, oh, you you'll be paired up with the sergeant. Like, who's the sergeant's like, ah, oh, Soap McTavish. Like, ah, oh, fucking hell, a rookie, uh, whatever. But uh, Ghost is kind of weird because like I remembered him as being the mostly quiet guy from the original Modern Warfare who just wore like a balaclava with like a skull spray painted on it this time he's wearing the balaclava the the skull is like a ballistic shield that he wears Mm -hmm. over his eyes and nose uh and he actually has like skeleton finger gloves and it's like this is a little bit silly i'm pretty sure like i know spec ops guys have a lot of a lot more leeway when it comes to the uniform but i kind of feel like this is going way off book (laughs) Like I said, uh, not to not to bring this back to sports, but uh, but that I see Call of Duty. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of the the funniest uh, sports thing that happened this year, and it revolves Call of Duty actually. Uh, so the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, had to have a clause put into his contract that he cannot play Call of Duty, but so many hours a day because like there was actual stats they could show when a call of duty dropped he would play significantly worse Mm. 
so what I'm saying is, in TL's betting tips, uh, if you're betting against the Arizona Cardinals this week, you should because a Call of Duty has dropped <laughs> and Kyler Murray is going to be pretty off. That's awful. TL's lock of the week. <laughs> wow. yeah. Poor, poor yeah. multimillionaire. Uh, he but, has to not play a video game to get paid yeah. more. <laughs> they literally said he's not doing his quarterback homework. He's playing too much Call of Duty and not doing his quarterback homework, oh. and it's hilarious to me. But yeah, I've only played a bit of the campaign. I do enjoy what I've played so far. It's very, you know, straightforward and pleasing. You know, here I'm I'm fighting alongside ghosts and shooting a bunch of dudes. And it, it's the return of that squad from the original Modern Warfare. You've got Soap and Price and Ghost and Gaz. And you actually get to play as Ghost and Gaz, which I don't think you really did in the original uh I always prefer to call it trilogy. Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, Ghosts and Gaz was just what the, what the kids called mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Ghosts and Gaz, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, uh, you're uncovering, like, Oh, we, we uh, assassinated this Iranian general who was making an arms deal with Russia, and then uh, we infiltrate his camp and he's gone, but, ah, these are American missiles, how did they get here? Ah, they've got something going on with this cartel, and that's about as far as I've gotten, that's, you know, like an hour in. I, I was um, curious, because Modern Warfare 2, it, like, we've played, at least Michael has played, like, all the Call of Duty campaigns, right, that... Most of them. Most yeah. of them. That no Russian thing, like, will they... That, to me, is synonymous with, like, one of the most extreme things Call of Duty has ever done. If if yeah. the name means anything, are they going to readdress that? And all I've seen so far is that, like, as you're playing as a police officer, you literally <laughs> point your guns at unarmed people to de-escalate situations. And it looks really weird, <laughs> given that... The climate we live in, in now. That's in Modern Warfare 2? I think I so, yeah. Huh. Yeah, but but like, you didn't encounter anything like that? Something like jaw-dropping? Oh, my God. No, no. I'm, like I said, I'm not very far in. I have encountered a bit where, like, you are undercover in Amsterdam and you're trying to grab this guy and uh, all of a sudden, you know, there's civilians all over the place and violence breaks out and you have to make sure you're only shooting like the cartel guards and not, uh, you know, just the randos all over the place. I'm just happy that they decided to have Key Art that finally pays tribute to the Ubisoft classic game, Haze. Look up the key at the cover art for fucking Haze. Yes. Wow, Haze. Wow. It's like <laughs> he, he has a like a full mask, glass though. mask that uh... has it's a crack so you can see one of his eyes to really see how pissed off he yes. is. Yeah, runs like Maze, plays like Haze. <laughs> mm-hmm. Reference for no Haze one. was a game with some really interesting ideas with Nectar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nectar, I believe. Yeah, uh, well, it's all about like oh yeah these. Uh, Troops are dosing on this nectar that they think makes them strong, but really it just clouds them to what uh, what is really going on around them. They think they're living in a video game like Hero Fantasy, where bodies just mysteriously disappear after they kill them, and then you see the reality and like, holy shit, everything's fucked up when we're drug addicts. My God, Ooh. too real. Ooh. Too real. Like I said, yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, but uh, Modern Warfare Two. If you if you're a modern, if you're a Call of Duty fan, you're probably going to buy it anyway. If you're not, you're not. I mean, so I, I was, I mean, so the Modern Warfare One reboot, whatever, mm-hmm. the one from a couple years ago. Let's just call it that. Let's call it the Modern Warfare from a couple years ago. Sure. The campaign mm-hmm. was really, really good. It, uh, it was like no, it was known <laughs> to be a return to form for that campaign. I, I couldn't get into it. Sure, as much, I could not get sure. into the last couple Call of Duty campaigns. Mm-hmm. 
I have not played Call of Duty. I enjoyed Duty Vanguard, so what the fuck do I know? <laughs> that one is generally I'm, regarded as the one that people are like, okay, they're back to to good campaign form. I heard this one's not as good, the campaign this hmm. time around. I, 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 I think I've said it a right. couple times on here. I was thoroughly bored by what, Cold War and Vanguard's can't like mm-hmm. I just couldn't like we're still doing this there's like a corner of the universe where like creed is still making music that's what it felt like to me like a <laughs> like a, like that, that like, corner of the universe is called florida yeah, we're just like yeah yeah we're just like this this caulking tube like forcing you through enemies like this is still interesting to people and it, it is a little more interesting and it looks yeah. decent but it just isn't that compelling to me and and it, i i it's i never have been the person like I'm going to play the multiplayer. <laughs> like, I don't have any fucking time for this. Especially the zombies. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't played a Modern Warfare game since... I haven't played Call of Duty games, excuse me, since Modern Warfare 2 original. Oh, so, shit. like, no yeah. I, that, I just... Not, to, yeah. to me, I think that was the, maybe the high point of the series. Because that's yeah, the one that's like, I got it and played through it in a single night. Like, I started around yeah. 11 p.m. And then it's like, it's 7 a.m. and the credits are rolling. I, I went through the whole thing. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's yeah, it's a Call of Duty game. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's very pretty. I'll say that. Um, I noticed it was making my uh, graphics card glow bright red. So uh, wow, really? Well, you know, it just in that my my card has like LED indicators as yeah, to how yeah. hot it's running, and it's like, oh, it's bright fucking red. I should uh, open the the glass side of the case so it can oh. breathe a little better and immediately went back down to orange i, I mean to be honest I have a like poorly ventilated case looking at the footage like this does look fucking amazing yes i, I just like not dying to pay 70 dollars for a game just yet hmm. this game just yet i'm right, still yeah. fucking like man i cannot mainline mario rabbits like i'm just too distracted with all this like 100 percent treating it like a 64 slash galaxy game and i feel like mm-hmm. got a got a clear well the thing is it's that mario plus rabbits is built so that you can't just clear each world there's right. there's stuff that you will need to like get a power up later and come back yeah, to, i know I, I clearly know right. that but like i keep seeing uh, little shining swirly things on the ground yeah. that i'm like fuck i need a power to do something um hey here's an idea chris mm. uh, you said you didn't want to spend 70 dollars on this this is why i wonder how many people are like holding off on buying this version of the game until the purchase goes through and all of Activision's catalog ends up on Game Pass? Like, there, assuming that happens and goes through all the regulations There, there is and stuff that, like that. that news story that maybe somewhere buried in the contract, Sony had exclusive DLC arrangements with Activision, and part of something in that contract said, like, oh, and you can never go to Game Pass. Regardless. And that's... And, it's the thing that's been popping up in my feeds most of all. That's what pe- no one knows yet whether Call of Duty is going to go to Game Pass because it looks like there were some provisos in the original contract that act- that Microsoft said they would honor pre-existing contracts that at least for a certain amount of time Call of Duty will not be a certain amount end up on yeah. Game Pass. And I would expect this this one or even the old ones to end up there. Like the acquisition's not even done yet, so it would. I think that would be that would be weird though because I look at. Uh, something like so MLB the show is always on Game Pass now and that is a property that Sony owns yeah well makes yeah. and uh, makes they do, I, 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 we speculated that it was well, it's pressure from the MLB like you, MLB you can't lock away our yeah. product exclusively away from everybody if it's meant to make money and grow the MLB brand well 
but also the fact that it's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just a Game Pass game. Like, when the new game comes out, I wish they would do that with NBA 2K, which I'm not going to pay money yeah. for. But, you know... Um, they do it with the previous year's <laughs> versions all the time. Yeah, but it's, like, in the middle of the year. I want it now. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I think Call of Duty... I mean, it has to go, right? Like, as soon as, it, like, as soon as that acquisition is no, done... No, it, it really looks it, like it, it's... It, uh, from everything I'm reading, that it will not. Like, there's... Because Sony mm-hmm. is fucking pissed about it. That I think... On a third-party level, that's where they made their the most money they'll make an entire year, and they're not going to let that go without kicking and screaming a little mm-hmm. bit. And, and apparently, there allegedly there's something in the contract about we'll give you this much money for this much exclusivity, and then you don't ever put this on Game Pass. Could be in the contract. I think those clauses Probably. go away once Microsoft buys I the company that made those Microsoft said they would honor all previous contracts, so it's like... Nope. It's why it's a news story because like nobody really knows. We thought that's what it meant. Kind of like this if there was going to be a deciding blow in the console wars, it would be locking down Call of Duty as not only an exclusive, but a fucking free exclusive. <laughs> uh, that that could sway the console wars forever after. Or at least be that thing that makes uh, Game Pass open up on PlayStation platforms. Who knows? Um, yeah. You guys look bored, but I love talking about this stuff. No, I, I, that's I I yeah. I disagree with you. I, but I, I don't it's know a what I'm healthy talking about, disagreement. Right. I I think Call of Duty is the reason Microsoft bought yeah. Activision. Like yeah. it's like yeah, get this well, yeah. on an annual best-selling franchise on Game Pass. Everyone will become a Game Pass. Okay, subscriber. let's move on. I don't. We we keep talking about Call of Duty and Game Pass every time this comes. Do right. So. I've, <laughs> we've been done with Call of Duty. Yeah. Moss. Uh, book yes, two. Moss Book Two, which came out in spring, but it somehow went under our radars until it debuted on Steam this week, which is why we're going to talk about it very briefly. Uh, PS VR exclusive or Oculus? I, th- I think it was maybe maybe Epic or yeah Epic or Oculus. Okay. Okay, but okay. but now it's on Steam, uh, and I played a little bit. It still requires VR. It's still I- extremely charming. Uh, if you haven't played the first Moss, it's the 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 conceit is that you with VR goggles are a reader. All of this is happening inside of a book that you are reading, and as such, everything is like a diorama. Like every level is a diorama that's spread out in front of you. You are directly controlling a little mouse named Quill. And uh, hopping her around as a platformer, there are uh, you know robot beetles and shit that you have to fight. You can interact directly and like move around parts of the scenery so to create like platforms for her, or to you know help her climb to new areas. Uh, you can inter- I think there are more ways to interact with her directly now. Like you can give her high fives. You oh, can yeah. like hold down the the trigger and like pet her, and she'll react. Like you know, she'll flatten her ears if you're petting the top of her head. And uh, you know, that her, was very cute. I ain't playing as no girl mouse. Girl yes, mouse. you are. You can play as a girl mouse, and you're gonna like it. Ugh. Until we uncover the secret of men. Michael, what do you call the sequel to Moss in Mexico? Uh, what What do you call it, Matt? Moss, moss. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes, but of course I wouldn't make that hack, Joe Chris. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's just called Moss Two. It was I correct? Moss yes, Dos. Moss Moss. Yes. Moss Moss. And again, what I what I always felt charming <laughs> with Moss is that like you're very much in the role of a player despite controlling mm-hmm. um Girl Mouse. But like she acknowledges you as like, thanks, man. And like most of the VR stuff is like you can see things that she can't. Acknowledge and, me, mm-hmm. Mouse. <laughs> 
That's a wrestling <laughs> joke for T.L. Look at him now. Look at him now. Uh, <laughs> besides, I thought conservatives banned this uh, game from all public libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> moving on. Too much moss. Too much moss. Uh, <laughs> no so moss moss. Bayonetta 3 is out. None of us have played it at this point, so we'll talk well, about oh, it next yeah, week. Yeah, but the reviews are amazing. Yes. Yeah. Was there any doubt? I have talked to some people who have played it. Uh, like I said, I, I just uh, recently had a conversation with Ty uh, from Uppercut um, about this because um, he just reviewed this. Uh, he's uh, reviewed Bayonetta 3. It's really good. Um, it's uh, more Bayonetta. Um, I think uh, there is uh, some stuff towards the end of the game that m- that people are kind of... Mm, wonky about um, so I would just like be cautious about that but I've heard nothing but really great things about I, I can't uh, imagine from what I've read holy shit like this is a 9.5 from IGN <laughs> this, yeah. I, I clicked on uh-huh. a, a review because like this is a 10 a 10 out of 10 for, from I think it was Nintendo life but like hmm. yeah. as someone who like I feel like I love this underdog of a franchise Bayonetta holy shit like if this can actually be better than a uh, one and two, holy shit, holy shit. I love these games so much. And and I was like, it's kind of, we've only talked about it because of the controversy it's been a little mired in. So to see something positive come out of the game, oh, fuck, do I have to actually like buy a new goddamn game again? I'm poor. My car is broken. God damn it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what's, Nintendo, give me free stuff. Now, what's this you wrote here, hmm. Matt? Got Ham Nights? How do you pronounce that? Yes. Am I pronounce yeah. that the ham is all in. No, no, the ham is ham. all in. Oh, goat cakes. Goat ham is all. Goat ham. How does that work? The so ham. it's ham, but it comes from goats. Well, sure. The, the yeah, ham yeah. is all uh, Dick Grayson's ass. <laughs> right. Uh, this is, well, well, I was going to say Dick it is Grayson's better than goatsy ham. Uh, nice. The number <laughs> one Steam user review is like, uh, I cannot play as gla- Batgirl because the clapping of her ass keeps alerting enemies. That's a solid snake joke. Yeah. I will say, uh, I, I mean, I've heard like this game is. Eh. Uh, I like the idea of a Bat Universe game. I just don't like the Bat Universe, and like, as much as I love Dick Grayson, I don't know if I'm ready for a whole Dick Grayson oh, game. I, I started playing, and I suddenly realized, like, I don't care about any of these characters. Maybe Batgirl, I care about a little bit. Batgirl and Nightwing, I'm a I, I chose yeah. Nightwing, and I, I was going to ask you, Michael, like, are you going to stick with one character the whole time, or are you going to try to switch? So I, like... I did try switching to see, like, what are the differences? And yeah. uh, a lot of it is, you know, personality-driven. Do you like this character's moveset? Uh, I did find there might be a little bit of a drawback in that, like, so I finished this one level with Robin, and I got a bunch of crafting material, and I immediately got to craft a cool new bow staff. That's another thing. It's it's loot-driven, sort of like uh, Destiny. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. We will get but, there. Uh, and then I, I switched to a different character, and it's like, oh, these different characters cannot access the stuff that uh, one character collected. So he only he Ooh. has access to that material. The others yeah. are, you know, stuck with level two weapons because I didn't play as them for the last hour. It, it's a bit of a bummer because they tell you, like, hey, all the characters will level up with you, so don't mm-hmm. worry. Just pick whoever you want, and you know, any any experience you gain, all the all the characters will get it. But like Michael said, in, in like a lot of MMOs, it's like leveling isn't the real grind mm-hmm. in this game. It's the gear stuff, and yeah, the fact that you can't transfer that gear between characters. Um, 
bit of a bummer there. And the way I would describe this game is like, I think this might be the same team that did Arkham City's Origins. It was, it's like yeah. it's like WB Montreal. Montreal. It's mm-hmm. it's not yeah. Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. It's so let's call them the same, B team. Same as studio. It comes to we don't titles. know if it's the same team. Exactly. Boom! By the way, yeah, uh, yeah. they just lost their co-founders this week. Uh, it's in the news, oh, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so imagine they took notes from Arkham City Origins, and then Arkham Knight with like, "Hey, everyone loves the driving sequences, right?" Right? Um, Let's give you a motorcycle. Imagine they saw all the hype for Marvel's The Avengers, that Square game, but didn't read any of the reviews of Marvel's The Avengers or didn't actually play that one to know, like, Or didn't see the reviews for Shadows of War. Like, if if this is loot-driven, that means at some point it was, like, monetarily driven... It it looks like it looks like this love child between like an Arkham game and that Avengers game, and that there are like so many different types of currency. It's it it feels like it's meant to be like this grindy, hmm. like proc gen missions throughout a city. You're gonna get XP and crafting materials so you can upgrade your gear, and oh, you want to get this skin for your gear too, right? And it's just like there's too many menus, too many currencies, too many systems. But like the Avengers. I'm enjoying this game just at a very surface level of like, yeah, I, I just kind of yeah. want to play these campaign it's, missions, see what happens. It's you know? fun to zip around on rooftops. The, the campaign missions, especially early on, are pretty good. Uh, there's like I, I went through a prison level and it's like it culminates with like a big brawl in the prison yard and you have to beat your way through both prisoners and guards while a version like a cover of live in la vida loca that sounds like joan jett's bad reputation uh place perfect. yeah perfect mm-hmm. um, i also love their workaround for like why you shouldn't attack cops it's mm-hmm. like they're not worth any xp yeah <laughs> like, you won't get any rewards yeah. you <laughs> but it also makes it very clear that the cops are corrupt and against you mm-hmm. yeah. now um if so it's and i i don't know i didn't do any i didn't see any coverage for this game it's Nightwing, uh, Batgirl, Red Hood, and Robin. Yes, yeah? correct. And okay. like the most annoying version of all of those characters you could imagine, maybe. Is but... it Tim Drake Robin or is it Damian Robin? It's, I think it's, that's Tim, Tim, it's Tim Drake. Yeah. It's Tim okay. Drake. Okay. Okay. And he's, he's whiny. Uh, he's very yeah. whiny. He's played he's as like a young yeah. college student, maybe. Uh, okay. It reminds me a little bit of like, you know, some of the characterizations in Insomniac's Spider Man, where yeah. like, you know, it, it's. This is a world that's not it's not tied to the previous games, it's not tied to the comics really. It's kind of its own thing. Like for example, uh one of the the, the first case that you investigate involves the death of Kirk Langstrom and none of the bat family know who Kirk Langstrom is. Uh yeah. he's the man mm. bat for those who, you know, yes. follow the comics. Right. But, Which you can kind of you pick yeah. in that mission it's like, "Oh, he's mm. experimenting on animals." Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, "Oh, of course." Yeah. But yeah, it's a uh, I mean, that's one thing I kind of don't like about this is like, no, just just put it in that universe. Like, make a fucking decision. Because this game, it's not really a spoiler. It, it literally starts in the first five minutes with Batman dying. Yeah. Uh, mm. This game also starts with like a 20-minute CG sequence. I'm like, this is where all the money went. Like, this is like the longest CG sequence and, in history. And it's not tied to his ambiguous quote-unquote death in the Arkham Shit, I meant games. to look it up. Yeah, what, yeah. What, I know there's a secret ending there, but it is... That's the thing I'm most baffled about is like I was just looking at I mean Rocksteady has made one like non Arkham game at this point. Uh Urban Chaos. 
Meh. Yeah, um, Ur- Urban Chaos Riot response. Arkham was, uh, Arkham Asylum 09, two years later. Two years later, Arkham City. Two years yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it takes a little while to get Arkham Knight, and then just like, man, what is the hold up? What? Damn, it went... Seven years. Seven years since yeah. Arkham Knight. Yeah, seven, oh, wow. seven fucking years. And, and But this again, this isn't Rocksteady. Yeah. No, I, I know, I know. But like, as someone and who, like, I, I was making the point that... Uh, not not inviting so much an exploration of Arkham Knight, but saying it doesn't follow that at all. It crafts a new thing where Rachel Ghoul uh, invades the Batcave and is fighting Fair Bruce much. Wayne in the, the opening that, sequence. That threw me off because I'd always heard him referred to Rajah Ghoul. Really? And I know it, it depends. Yeah, I think didn't the movies, the, movies, the um, it's, it's, Nolan movies say yeah. Rajah Ghoul? Yeah, but it is right. Like Rachel Ghoul is the correct way of, uh, yeah, of which, saying his name. Just threw me uh, off because I, you know, was it, was that Liam Neeson played Rasa Ghoul? Yes, right? like, yes, like, yes. Oh my God. And that guy from Ninja Turtles too. Um, the Naked yeah. Guns, Liam Neeson played. <laughs> Look, that could work, man. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Look up Liam Neeson. I have AIDS on YouTube. It can work. Mm-hmm. But I do think, like, so I think this is a thing that could have a good foothold. So, like. I think one of the things that this is going to kind of be banking on with the characters they have now is, like, the Bat Family stuff is really big, but because of how it's out there now, like, I don't have to go buy comics to know who the Bat Family mm-hmm. is because they have a webtoon now. Mm. And that's yeah. the big thing. Like, because we talk about, like, we talk about, like, you know, how do you get a younger audience? We talked about it earlier. Where we talked about, like, some of this, like, you know, horror stuff. Like, I don't have to have an established canon for Batman. Like, those characters have Actually, a defined yeah, trait. Who's, who's Robin that's, in that's this there. game? Damien? It's Tim Drake. Tim Drake, okay. It's Tim Drake, yeah. And, like, but then, like, with your DLC, you can do Damien. Really? You can do Stephanie Brown. Like, there's so many things you could do with this DLC that does, like, because the Bat family is a very big thing with younger people. Like, if you're on TikTok, a lot of people do those TikToks as the Bat family. Like, it is a whole thing that they are they can actually used to develop and, and and build more too. So I don't like I think this is a game that will probably become better as time goes on and we'll focus better. on those audiences. <laughs> so, I mean, so here's the here's yeah. here's maybe why it can't is the problem is it's the core systems of the game and like the controls. Like the the controls to me, you might have felt different, Michael. They just felt really, really loose. The camera yeah, moves they, just a they little work too quickly. Kind of loose. I did feel like the dodge was a bit quicker and more responsive than I remember it being from the mm-hmm. Arkham games. Like those fights started to feel very fluid once I got good at it. Um, but remember how weighty the combat felt yes. in the Arkham games? Like you felt collisions with every punch. You've, none of that is it here. It does feel kind of weightless sometimes. Which and is, I, I remember the first design doc I ever saw was for Batman. And it was like Batman should never look or feel weightless. Mm-hmm. Period. It, just the uh, the traversal also yeah. doesn't feel great. I immediately figured out what it was mm-hmm. in that you know that? you're you're using the the grappling hook a lot. Uh, you you glided a lot in Arkham City yeah. and Arkham yes. Knight. Yeah, you don't have that, but... a glide here. Mm. And then I, I read a review, and it turns out like, oh, you can unlock a glide for each character. But to do that, you while playing as that character, you have to 
do enough uh, oh low-level street crimes to gather clues for the bigger premeditated crimes in the open oh world, God. which are basically... Yeah, for, for your night quests, right? Yeah, the, the premeditated crimes are basically uh, bigger versions of the smaller crimes that you can intervene and break up, or like, oh, they're 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 beating up some dude, or, what, or they're trying to kidnap somebody, whatever. It's a little bit like Destiny, like, but, oh, you want to unlock this yeah. new class, or this mm-hmm. new power, but or this new you branch to, of this class. You have to complete ten premeditated crimes... Yeah. Per character, in order to unlock their gliders. Wow, that is, God, mm. that's, that's according to the GameSpot review, and they said like do this early on so that you yes. know you're not continually thinking about it. Because it's, it's an all new skill tree, isn't it? Like because there's basically right. three skill trees. I don't and then know. I haven't done. I mean, all, all the other <laughs> Arkham's probably. had like unlockable glide powers, but like the glide was there from mm. almost the beginning. Right. I, I'm not just saying in a silent, in a post Marvel Spider Man world like traversal needs to feel a lot right. better mm-hmm. and I, I sent you guys that does like that funny fuck you that somebody made as a mod on on steam was yeah. you can now download a custom skin to play in spider-man remastered as ign's five review score right. and it's just like yeah. watching how fast that thing moves at 60 frames a second and not any of this game well, part part of the reason Traversal needs to feel a lot better is I'm not fucking summoning that motorbike. Fuck the driving in this game, in all of these games. Like, it just, it's not fun to do. There's someone there who keeps winning in meetings. It's like, no, we're going to put driving oh, in. And you can tell, like, everyone on the team rolls their eyes. Like, no, we're not doing that again. He's like, this what people love, man. I mean, there, there are driving. times where it's just like, man, this objective is really far away. I'm just going to drive. It's uh, and they give you a wheelie so yeah. you can go, but you can but, go up the curb but it's like, a fair like you do point. on your bicycle like, you as a kid. Yeah, I'm not driving because it's fun. I'm driving because it's faster. But that yes, there was never a I Batman know. game where it wasn't faster to jump from rooftop to rooftop, grappling glide, which mm. is what you want to do because there's like crimes happening in the city along yeah. the way, and you want to stop for those. Yeah. Like, I, do you I don't electrocute there, civilians so, as you drive through them, like in Arkham? You can shoot them with your little dart gun. Mm-hmm. I, I'm only playing as Nightwing, by the way. So if any of this changes yeah. from character to character, um, I have no idea. Red Hood does have guns. They do about as much damage as the long distance weapons of every other character. So the Red Hood, who should be called not Deadpool. Yeah, they're not actually bullets that they shoot. Um. He, it's. I don't know, like, so, again, though, I'm having fun on this very surface level, because it's good to be back playing a Batman yeah. game again, with even though it's without Batman. It, it um, is kind of neat, like, especially, so there are bits between missions where, like, the, the Bat family regroups in the Belfry, which I think yeah. is Batgirl's hideout, and uh, mm. they just hang out in their civilian clothes, and, like, Jason Todd is fucking huge. He's a big guy. Yeah, he's, he's like, guy. um... Lincoln in uh, Mafia Three, just the, the, the really big guy, big Got the physicality. Head too, yeah, like Lincoln. Yeah, that's Got true. That that's true. So one thing I notice about those scenes and all kind of scenes in general, there's so this is an expensive game. You can tell they they recorded a lot of yo. There's like NPCs mm-hmm. talking to each other. It's just one of those games where like I'm just trying to like, all right, let's fucking keep this moving. Like I want to walk out of the room. So there's like there's a lot of me just walking out mid conversation with people and it's just <laughs> yep. like. I, yeah. I feel bad because you can tell they, they spent the time and money to record all this shit. It's like I have no time to mm-hmm. hear about this NPC's date plans for the night. Like mm-hmm. I got to keep this yeah. mission moving, man. Let's um, keep going. I, I feel like there was one big misstep. And so they, they you go to the Belfry after the 
initial tutorial missions. When I got there, it's just like, oh, go do this combat training thing. It's like, I just went through the tutorial. Don't make me do yes. combat training with a dummy in this imaginary headspace. And uh, you wanted me to play a clip I, from this. I Matt. want to set it up a little bit. Yeah. So um, there is a reason to do those training missions. And it's because if you've ever wondered what Batman would sound like if he was played by Buffalo Bill, mm -hmm. um, wonder no more. Him. From Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Let go of your self-doubt and focus on my voice. <laughs> Look at the fucking bastard, Rob. Uh, <laughs> would you Batman? Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just in a world where Kevin Conroy exists mm -hmm. and he's you know it's no, voiceover so it doesn't matter how old he's 14? getting like, I need a new ward <laughs> Diedrich Bader anybody <laughs> Yeah. Just there's other Batman choices, mm -hmm. man. Just like, I don't know. It, it's a little off putting. And, and it's specific to like in that menu because the beginning of the game and his death scene and stuff when he's out of the bat costume, he sounds pretty normal. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is like his version of the Christian Bale. Yeah, I think that's that's one thing like Dark Knight sort of did a disservice to every subsequent portrayal of Batman. Like Batman does not always have to do the bat voice. Okay, he can he can just use a normal voice. Swear it's a comic book; nobody recognizes That's it. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. This is true. But uh, then, man, Gotham Knights, uh, like everything else we've talked about here, waiting for a sale. It's a good one. I would say uh, Game Pass sale. Mm. Like again, I'm. It's like Marvel's The Avengers. It's like yeah, if you, if you just want kind of a lighthearted, fun campaign. Yeah, eh, there's something there's, something the, to this. The game. problem is that it's like you can't if if you played the Arkham games, it is difficult to not mentally compare it to Arkham yeah. as you're yeah. playing, which and it's not as good. Which were day one must plays, mm -hmm. and this isn't, so... And you're already going to be doing that. I think it's amplified. You're already going to be missing Batman himself, mm. right? So there's already like, hey, this is a lesser game, because I don't get to play as the Bat. Uh, I get to play as these other side characters. And then for them, for it not to control as well, for it just, you know, it just doesn't feel like it's made as well, which carries us nicely into the new segment uh, yeah in the new segment reading everything about this i couldn't be more excited for rocksteady's uh suicide squad kills the justice league because suicide squad has become weirdly the bright shining batman-esque jewel in the dc eu and they just hired james gunn to be the kevin feige of all of dc's movies <laughs> Hooray. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we actually missed one new release. The MetaQuest Pro came out. Who, wants to, who wants to spend $1,500 on a VR headset, everybody? I don't get to do Zoom meetings well, yeah. in VR. <laughs> well, Michael, if you understand, I've been brought here by, uh, I almost said Elon Musk three times, uh, uh, but I forgot the fucking guys. I mean, there's, there's, there's never been a worse yeah. commercial for yeah. billionaires than Kanye, Zuckerberg, and Musk yeah. right now. Yeah, just uh, oh, Elon Musk, the guy who's going to lay off three quarters of the Twitter workforce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, once yeah, I, yeah. Once I buy this place, it all I'm going to fire man. all of you. Why? Because they're doing a bad job. You're only mad at people for banning Nazis. Chris, don't you yeah. understand? This is trickle down economics. You know, <laughs> like, you fire you three quarters yes, of the workforce. Please piss <laughs> on me and give me whatever you have left. But the thing is, if you have unlimited money, you too can take a part of the meta mm -hmm. uh, and be in the metaverse with the Meta Quest Pro. Yeah. The old, as you as you put and it I, on, you get your caviar 
shove it directly into your mouth. Can realistic? It uses cameras to realistically replicate uh, your facial expressions on a 3D rendered dummy that will presumably look exactly like your real life body, but cartoonified. That's the reason I turn off my camera in video conferences. I don't want them to see my face. (laughs) My phone has done that for for five years, and I never use it. That's the thing. That's like all this has been solved by Zoom. Like nobody wants to have meetings with fifteen hundred dollar VR headsets in a virtual. Yeah. Can, I, can I recap? Because like I, I I I've been being fed because of groups I'm in Schadenfreude articles about Meta basically, and and we were people with you know lifelong games interest in some games industry mm-hmm. experience, and people are just kind of baffled. Like, well, what's what is this supposed to be? And, and the Schadenfreude articles I'm seeing are just like, this is Zuckerberg's thing. This came about when Facebook, it feels like a, 10 years ago when they're leaking social data and there's Steve Bannon related social breaches and they're losing elections for people who actually won. They needed a brand change. They needed an Xfinity moment. Let's go to Meta. And then Zuckerberg from what I hear, is the only one really championing this. The team making it doesn't like it or doesn't use it, doesn't see what purpose it serves. And Zuckerberg has never promoted with his own mouth, this will be great for games. It's always like, here's me in the town square. (laughs) And and you can see why during a pandemic when, like, everyone's not only doing business virtually, they're they're partying virtually. Like, Facebook would want to own that space. Why not invest? But it does look like a a multi-billion dollar loss. Uh, Just a a waste of billions of dollars in in whatever this is. And this as a console, like, what do you do with this? Hopefully get it for like $500 in about six months. And I I know Facebook people are smart. What they probably have figured out, here is the reason why a lot of people don't like VR. If we make this more expensive... It'll be a much better system. It'll be more accurate. It'll be like 1-1. One, one. You'll put on this helmet, and you'll think you'll in, you're in Arnold Schwarzenegger's Total Recall. Fucking Sharon Stone before being karate kicked by her. Uh, but, like, who's going to develop for that? You're primarily making apps for business, <laughs> for, like, commerce and stuff. Like, why would someone need this? Can you imagine going to a business meeting like, hold on, let me take off my prescription glasses so I can put on my... $1,500 VR helmet. Yeah. And oh, instead of making a PowerPoint presentation, I needed to hire, hire a $200,000 a year engineer to manufacture a VR presentation. This has no benefit for anybody. Sorry, am I babbling yeah. too much? Uh, it's, it's 15. Yeah, I mean, no, we all $1, agree. $1,500? Yeah. The, the weird part is most companies approach it from the opposite angle. They start with gaming to show off and showcase how cool mm-hmm. you can do these things, right? Yeah. This took an opposite approach. It's like they started with business presentations, and, yeah. and I think that might be a mistake. It's like, no, you, you, you backdoor the real stuff. You start with the sexy stuff, and you mm-hmm. backdoor the practical Come to Walmart stuff World later. or NFT Village and, like, all this other <laughs> this horse shit no one really wants. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, billionaires want it. I, I know, I know, and they're wrong. What they want is typically wrong and not desired by the populace. <laughs> yeah. They became billionaires on accident. Everyone gets lucky on occasion. Mm-hmm. I just, but the fifteen hundred dollar headset. I hope my my highlight here is that like 
yeah, maybe that's why this can't be mainstream. People with stigmatisms, people who don't have the optimal housing, uh, reflections on windows. If you can get better equipment, maybe that'll make the experience of VR better for everyone. Maybe it belongs in an, it belongs in an arcade. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I'm convinced as long as the form factor involves you strapping a heavy thing to your face, yeah. it'll never really take right. And, off. Until Probably. we like the important part of Ready Player One wasn't just the expansive metaverse; it was the very light glasses that are about this, the weight of sunglasses. <laughs> and and yeah. we're all fans of VR, but like you know, for being honest, it's more accurate than a Wiimote, a little more accurate than a Kinect, but also like mm. not as accurate as a controller. This didn't yep. register my move. This didn't register my turn. You don't like that as a gamer. Like, I'm not sure how this progresses more than a novelty. And I don't, I hope the technology that went in the $1,500 unit helps them learn what can make this more adaptable to everybody or more adoptable for everybody. But I just don't know what the fuck this is. Like, how, how does this help your brand? It, it's a solution without a problem. Yeah. That's why I don't think it's going to be a big deal. But it's $1,500, which uh, will feed into our question of the week, so that's yeah. why we put it here. For yeah. now, let's move along to... So yeah, if you did buy goat ham nuts and, and maybe you're thinking, man, I I really can't wait for the A-team, Rocksteady, to, to come in with the Suicide Squad. Oh man, Squad I would love and... to see an A-team co-op online for your <laughs> game. Well, if, if you were waiting for the A-team to save this and be like, no, Suicide Squad's going to be the game you were truly waiting for, you may have to keep waiting because two of Rocksteady's founders who have been there since the beginning and it. since the Batman games and everything, they are... Leaving the company right before Suicide Squad, hmm. well, months before Suicide Squad is shipping, which um, that's rarely a good sign. When yeah. when you have like two creative heads of a company that are like, "Hey, we're about to ship this thing. I think it's time where we try, you know, other creative endeavors or new." I'm sorry, the quote here was "new adventure in gaming." Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That. I want to know the story behind that. Like, I'm look, looking forward to Jason Schreier's future, yeah. you know, chapter of a book that describes what happened. I, yeah. I, but, uh, I, I would peg that maybe it's not. You would peg. I, I would. Just, just <laughs> somebody touch me. Jesus. Um, <laughs> no uh, peg. No. Uh, no peg. <laughs> no peg. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So first of all, those people are <laughs> are in. Have been in. You don't want to call it hell. Like I, I want to say on this podcast, just because it's just happened. R.I.P. to Jules Bass, half of Rankin mm. Bass, who just died. I love mm. what they made, but their life, whole every day, every day, day in and day out for thirty years, was participating in Christmas. Christmas was sure. their job yeah. for thirty years. It sounds like hell. I love Christmas. I love Batman. These people have been working on Batman for 15 years, like on non-stop Batman. And like they're owned by Warner Brothers. They can't really decide what they want to do. So I don't think that it's indicative of like this is going in a bad way. But like I always heard they wanted to make a Superman game. Seeing them make a Suicide Squad game seems like that's kind of a corporate decision. Like you don't get to decide what you make. Um, mm. We want to make a Suicide game and that's what you'll be making. And... That's probably why I think they're they're leaving. Like we, 
we don't want to deal with DC. If you've never seen these forums with these checklists for these IP products, they're so weird. Like, imagine making a game without that. That's what they're probably thinking. We can start another company, just like we did this one, and make whatever we want for a little less money. And let's... Not feel sorry for them because they're built. They're like multi-millionaires for life. They will make money off of Rocksteady forever. Uh, yeah. They'll be fine. They'll land not only on their feet. They will land on other people's golden parachutes, crash through them, kill those people with golden parachutes, <laughs> and, and and still. Now, th- survive. This isn't this isn't meant for us to feel sorry, but for them, it's it's really more like one of these two. And it's not like hey, these are these guys were just like execs who were sort of running the business side like one of them is the director of the Suicide Squad game and all the Batman Arkham games oh they worked on yeah. so yeah. it's a what, what what I've learned over time mm-hmm. um, studios are pretty much only as good as the creative people working there at any point right. in time and we've seen studios with like amazing reputations that once sort of like the creative leads sure. their leave um, Bioware had this happen Blizzard. I think, I think Blizzard in many Blizzard. ways we can say it's not the same company because yeah. so many of the, those folks left it's like yeah when, when you have a big creative hit like this like is Rocksteady now going to be that A team mm. that they have always been? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure Suicide yeah. Squad will be fine. Well, but, I, uh, I, this decision, I have to wonder. Like, it it to me, if, if they're leaving the project like this soon before a launch, yeah. best case scenario, they're like, all right, our role on this is done. We want to move on to something new now. Yeah. Uh, the more likely thing, if I'm just idly speculating, is that there was some friction between them and management, and they were just like, you know. They they uh, we can't deal with our heavy handed bosses anymore. We're gonna make an exit. This is a week after Gotham Gotham mm. Gotham Knights launch, so they're probably seeing yeah. like yeah. I don't want my name on. I see what Michael's saying now. Holy shit! Uh, yes, that I I don't want my name on this kind of this because there's no Arkham Origins is a great game. It's just not as good as mm. all the other Rocksteady ones. Here's why I suspect it. Is probably more like the latter mm-hmm. is and and deals vary from studio to studio and game to game but for the most part what i've what i've seen and what i've, I've heard is like studios um they their bonus comes like when the game launches and depend sometimes it's related to metacritic score and in sales right and so like pe- people get big bonuses if their games are big sellers and if they get high metacritic scores and all that stuff right so like to leave before any of that happens oh that's my god yeah that's conspiracy that's a uh, that's that's a weird thing to happen There's unless unless it was a golden parachute like Chris was saying and the, like that you know there was some deal on no, the like, I, I believe what this is one week after the launch of a game that should have been much better than this let's be honest because like yeah. I think Arkham Origins is m- way too maligned great game great game um, yeah, yeah. It, it's just not as consequent it's a prequel it's not as consequential as Arkham Knights Asylum in uh, uh, City but but this this looks like Really? No 60 frames a second? Can't nobody can do this? We forgot to mention that. Like this yeah, that Gotham Knight Goatham Newts only uh only has 30 frames yeah. and it's noticeable. You feel that with the traversal like man, I'm I'm playing on a PS5. I should be getting 60 frames right Get now. Get on my level, you fucking uh plebs. Oh, no, and, and a lot of PCs are, are reporting 60 like, like 20 frames a second. That's the kind of thing that like gets knocks you down a couple points in a score. Mm-hmm. Like it's a performance problem. It can be fixed, but like it, why did it have to launch this way? Yeah. It, it's all yeah. it's all fascinating to think about and I I I, yeah. I never thought of what you said, Matt, like we don't have any money left to make for this company. 
if our incentives are sales and uh, Metacritic related. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I hope that's not sending I a sign. I hope it's not true, but it's, you, you open up the floodgates. It's, it's hard to interpret that as a vote of confidence in the game. There you go. Yes. Yes. Right. Or a vote of confidence in those two. Like, it could, like, you know, if they're forced out, they don't mm-hmm. really have a choice. Because yeah. I was looking at all, a bunch of Batman games. If you've never played EA's super weird Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine are in this Batman Begins game, like, Arkham was kind of where Batman games were going. This game's yeah. not great, but, like, it was almost there. And, mm-hmm. like, Arkham Arkham chose this awesome motif, uh, uh, knew how to deal with its villains, didn't have to deal with a movie license, could do anything with any Batman character, neat. Uh, but Batman games were supposed to end up here, so I, I, I can imagine if you're a creative person, this might be stifling to be stuck to this character in this yeah, universe. Yeah, it's been 18 sure. years. Year, it's, year. Been, it's been a while. Uh, speaking of games that... We're kind of almost there, heading in the right direction, and and didn't quite nail it, but uh, put a studio on the map. The Witcher. Uh, CD Projekt Red's The Witcher is is regarded by many as as kind of a classic, but it's if you've gone back and tried to play that game, it's very much a PC game. By today's standards, it's it's very hard to play. I was just like literally, because I, I I, I had never finished Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, I was listening to the chapter on The Witcher 3, and I was literally saying to myself, like, just this weekend, I'm like, God, you know, I would, I would really love for them to remake The Witcher yeah. because, you know, with, mm. in, in a modern engine and stuff, because I really want to go back and experience that story. And sure enough, uh, yeah. CD Projekt Red just confirmed they are remaking the original Witcher in Unreal Engine 5. It's going to look beautiful, baby. I really hope it plays like Witcher 3 and not like Witcher 1 because that's it another stumbling block for me going trying to go back yeah, to that. It has oh, to. I'm sure it has to. It, it, this is a remake, not a remaster, by the way. Right. A, f- a full ground from the ground up. And I know that, that takes away some development blocks, but I still don't expect this to be playable for us for another four years? Well, well, the good news is this isn't CDPR. This is a they have a kind of a partner studio. So Fool's Theory is making this thing because they have. Remember, they just announced like there's five Witcher things going on. At right, because like cause so, I, th- that's why I felt bad for Witcher because like Witcher three is inarguably amazing, one of the best games ever made. The Netflix show comes out, so not only players of Witcher three, but people who've never heard of Witcher have their fandom ignited or reignited, and there's really nowhere to go. Other than Witcher Three, there's nowhere to go. You can't really go back to two. You really, and you definitely can't go back to one. So, well, you, hopefully, you can if, with this remake and the team behind yeah. it, because folks are like, CD Projekt Red has never worked with an external developer before. Um, it's a it's a Polish studio um, that they've made uh, Baldur's Gate Three, Hellblade: Sinuous Sacrifice. Uh, they've worked on Outriders, so they, these are guys that have worked on other AAA games, and I, I'm sure they will be guided guys he- will quite be heavily exploited by CD for very Red. little rubles. You work at cardboard <laughs> table. <laughs> I, I mean, CDPR is in Poland, right? Like that's how <laughs> yeah they're they're able to keep cost development costs down because these are that, last so. people I can be racist towards, and no one care. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh, um, man, Hideo Kojima is Hideo Kojiming yet again. <laughs> uh, he is out there. He's like, he's like the modern Peter Molyneux. Okay, um, someone said that on Twitter, and I, I have to take issue with that because most of the things Kojima says seem outrageous at the time, and then they come true. He said Metal Gear Solid 3 
will be the best game ever made. It is arguably the best game of its generation. Mm. Sure, uh, that's absolutely fair. So he's like he's <laughs> made a bunch of big claims. Like he said, Death Stranding was going to be a whole new genre, and it's like I don't think it comfortably fits into any other genre. I don't. I'm not <laughs> prepared to say like yes, it's the herald of the new Stranding but genre. Michael, but that's a promise I could make if I made a game tomorrow for one day. There's no yeah. genre for this game. Death Stranding is a deconstruction of fetch quests. That's all it is. It's not a new genre. It's, it's, it's just it is a wonderful a, game. Excuse me. It is a strand game. Yes, no, it uh, <laughs> so it so is. the reason I bring this up, though, is he's out there publicly saying, and this is very Molyneux-like of him, he says one of his new games is, quote, almost like a new medium, man. You can't fucking describe what I'm making over here, guys. Like, this isn't a video game. This isn't a movie. This is like if a video game had babies with a move he didn't say any of that but he did say it's like a new medium which is like very pretentious <laughs> uh i will say if this means that we are going to get a snatcher remake done completely in the meta quest pro mm -hmm. by peter Molyneux. i'm here for it by by hideo kojima mm -hmm. uh making snatcher a meta quest pro uh exclusive where you get to be in the Snatcher universe. You get to play as John Snatcher. <laughs> John Snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Head of Snatcher. Head he's Snatcher. kind of hedging he's kind of hedging his bets because he goes on to say like being the first in something is like the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, usually the second or third person to attempt something, those are the people who really nail it. But I want to be the first. So he's basically saying like, yeah, if this isn't that good, you can't blame me because I was the first. And I told you that the first is always mm -hmm. the hardest. So it's like. Mm -hmm. And then it will still be a 10 out of 10. And Jeff Keighley will be like, I'm in the game. I mean, I mean, but like, it won't. Like, like, the did not get 10s out of 10s, man. I, like, I know Kojima sounds like he overpromises a lot. And, uh, you know, I still have not lived to regret my words and deeds. I'm sorry. But uh, I generally trust him to create quality. He has not really let me down yet. Look, he hasn't. We haven't had Hideo Kojima's black and white. Mm. So, like, yeah. we could call down with, like, the Peter <laughs> well, It's, it's like we always make. We, we have made almost our business out of making fun of Quantic Dream. Mm. But they right. are <laughs> first to whatever they're doing and then someone else refines it into something that's palatable to mainstream and when people start liking that they're like well Quantic Dream was the Orson Welles of this and did it before anybody else but it's not very I hate palatable. You for making that comparison. <laughs> I hate you for comparing them to Orson Welles right now. I, so does that mean <laughs> that in, in 50 years Heavy Rain will be rediscovered and like oh this was a masterpiece not, not, it's the best game ever made but but as something because because unless they remaster it, it will be regarded as something bold. I can't believe somebody did something like Fahrenheit within this system. It's very strange, and it's bold and and, and pioneering. I can't wait for people to come back and be like, actually, Detroit was a good game, <laughs> so I can mm. laugh at their. Well, face. I mean, uh, I'd still say like even at the time, people were like, yeah, Indigo Prophecies, an amazing game, and until it goes all Dragon Ball Z toward the end. <laughs> I can't believe that I'm the Kojima skeptic in here. I, yeah, I just like me too. I agree with you, Michael. He makes quality products. I have liked most of the games he has made, but the promises like this, where he's like, "I'm making a thing unlike anything you've ever played." It's it's out. It's, you can't even classify it as a video game. To me, that just sounds like, "Hey, I run a company and I need to drum up some investment money <laughs> maybe. for this thing." I, and, maybe. I I hope it's Wii Music too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he literally sold a he literally sold uh, a a uh, Metal Gear Solid off of like the idea of like, hey, 
everywhere is where you have to hide. And it became Metal Gear Solid 4. Like, and you could say like that's probably like the weakest Metal Gear Solid, but it's still a really damn good game. Like, I until he until he misses, I can't sit here and be like, this is silly. Like, because he hasn't missed yet. I think you could say four is the weakest Metal Gear Solid. I, I, I could also, that. yeah. I mean, what I mean, I love four, but it is the weakest Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it's game. the hardest, to and, and I'm not to, the biggest after playing five Kojima fan. But everything I played of Death, Death Stranding, like this, is fucking compelling and fascinating in a way that no story-driven game is, no action game-driven game is right now. This is wonderful. I have no idea what's going on, and I have to keep walking further. Every game tries to do that, but Death Stranding really did that. But not a new genre. It's a fetch quest game. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Let's see. Oh, Black Adam, the non-rock version. Got to distinguish. Didn't get those likeness rights. But uh, the character oh. uh, the, is coming uh, to multiverses alongside the thing I've been looking forward to most, arcade mode, which is sort of their single player mode of this game. And if you can think of how most arcade modes work in fighting games, it sounds like that's what this upcoming mode is, where you select a character fight through a series of other characters and then the cool part like like a lot of modern fighting mm -hmm. games they will kind of know who that character's rivals are and they'll have unique dialogue mapped to those they, rivalries they, they already like do that, but so. it's like one of those things that like you don't think about until you see it like it they, you, there's a single player mode where i think you can even like try out play new characters but they have infinite health and that's not the same as the stakes of like learn you you have to have stakes and, and that's why I love arcade yeah. mode. So you can play a CPU, even if it's bad, even if it's cheap, you're still learning this yeah. character's moves and he's fighting you where the, there really wasn't an option to do that offline for multiverses. I, I It's one of the only yeah. games I deleted. I deleted from PS5 because like there's nothing for me to do here. I'll never have fun with this or get better in it. And this is like, okay, if there's a single player mode, cool. I mean, the code I got came with a bunch of character unlock cards, so every time they release a new character, I'm like, fuck it, yeah, I'll try Gizmo. And Gizmo's a little fun, you know? It's like... Yeah. See if you can know, beat so up Black Adam. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Gizmo, like, yeah. why is this about... Gizmo has a remote control Barbie car, thank you very much. He will fuck hmm. Black Adam up. Uh, yeah. I I am just uh, hard-pressed because of the acquisition of, like, the, the where Warner Brothers is right now. We're never going to get any uh, Hanna Barbera character, characters in here. Scooby Doo is already in there, but it doesn't count. Hmm. I mean, his own it's Steven Universe and Adventure but Time, like those. No, I said Hanna Barbera, not Cartoon Network. That's what their name was I turned want... into, Cartoon Network Studios. That's <sighs> Hanna Barbera. I, no, yeah, I true. need the game's I half Hanna Barbera is what I'm saying. I <laughs> want, I want Ricochet Rabbit. I want. <laughs> That's not Hanna Barbera. So keep Hound. going. Just give me Yogi Bear. I want yes, Clutch Cargo, and I want, I want Screwy Squirrel, I, a bunch of other I people want, Hanna Barbera never want, made. I want Touche Turtle. I want. That's what I want. I want I Tennessee want Tuxedo Lush and his, his partner Cumley. Is that his name? Give me Jinx, Give me Give it's me Jinxie and Minxie. I want my fucking Hanna Barbera cartoon mm. fighting. You game. have that's to pronounce their names right to pretend like this is an actual. <laughs> I want Dixie, help. Dixie I want action. I want Buford. <laughs> if I know anything about live games that run long enough to yell, you'll get all those things eventually. Just, you know. Give me the hair bear butt. You will never. I will yes. play it. You will get never the get the hair bear, bear bunch. bunch. Sorry. Yes, I will say that. Like, right, you'll get the banana splits before you get the hair bear bunch. <laughs> I'll take 
your words for it. Mm. I don't want to play as any of those you, characters. You have the <laughs> Roman holiday characters. First <laughs> for you. Well, for, it's all the names it's fit to play great. in the multiverse. All right. Let's move on to the community segment, which is always segmenting our community. Uh, last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was in memoriam, what's your favorite G4 TV memory or sketch or show? Uh, TL, you weren't here last week. Did you have mm. an answer for that? Like, I, I think like my favorite show was actually Icons, right? Mm. And mm. I really loved, um, before like an era where you can look things up on the internet, learning totally. about different creators, like um, K, uh, KG Inafune's uh, episode of Icons is when I... I constantly think back on it's like it was just a very interesting as someone who wanted to get into games mm -hmm. to learn about it in a very like like i said like that photo documentary type way and it was something i would always look forward to um and, and like the, I, if you were a kid growing up with behind the music and then like when that was the most popular they had a game version of that right There's only a handful of episodes but like they really tried they they flew cameramen overseas and captured the best footage they could like it is the behind the music version of game designers but yeah 20 years it, ago uh, yeah yeah i thought it was always great like i so like i'm weird because like i never had g4 until like i was in college so like all this stuff like like we ended up getting like you know filter and uh um, cheaters uh <laughs> that was later <laughs> that was out of college when cheaters happened but like but i originally was like a tech tv guy right and i remember recording episodes of x-play mm -hmm. um like on what like the pseudo before dvr um i forgot what it was called um TiVo. but uh yeah tivo right TiVo. and like recording x-play you on mean TiVo. microsoft's web tv no it was tivo <laughs> it was direct tv it was tivo but being able to like watch like game reviews and seeing all this stuff and it like it's, it's legitimately a bummer i didn't like, I wasn't here last week, obviously. It was legitimately a bummer that it's gone because G4 TV is something that should have had a long lifespan. Uh, but, you know, what can you I do? I ducked out um, of last week's episode, so I just want to say, didn't I? So I, could... I don't remember. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to say Portal. <laughs> and I know I've said that before, but it was a show that meant to cover MMORPGs, but nobody would especially blizzard would give them cooperation we were yelling something about 30 20 10 this week we're like nintendo has never been cooperative with any american studio wreck it ralph is 10 years old and that's like mm -hmm. the first time i can remember nintendo seriously cooperating with an american studio yeah yeah you can play with bowser cool uh but portal couldn't do its job and then just decided like we're going to turn into a narrative series about the host being dragged into Ashron's call. Right, yeah, it is nobody likes it. There's no YouTube videos. It's like I, I stumbled on that once and it's like what is? It's like they turned the MST3K so host bits into a full series. It's, it's so fucking weird. It is so weird because like they, they had no support from the MMO community mm. uh, to report on things on a regular basis. But that that happens and you change plans. And G4 didn't know how to do that twice. Yep. Uh, my least favorite show is Code Monkeys. It fucking sucks. <laughs> I never give it another season. 
fucking awful. <laughs> That'll be the only animation you find on HBO Max or HBO Discovery, whatever the fuck it becomes. It's code monkeys, yeah. plus all bonus show. features. I just know, want to remind people seasons. that guy made Minora Team, which was a poorly animated excuse to make racist jokes that Adult mm. Swim has not put online. Minora Team, look it up. It yeah. exists. It, it exists. And then he was like, what if we did it in games? Oh, <laughs> awful ass show. Uh, well, on the official Laser Time community on Facebook, uh, Jorge Vidal Tomlinson Luna says, My favorite memory was when I was part of the audience for the show Web Soup. Uh, wow, with Chris Hardick? I guess. It was great to see the <laughs> yes. set for Attack of the Show and X-Play in person. I, 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 I'm kidding when I say this, but I just the, the memory popped up in my Facebook that I was the first host of Walk, Talking Dead. But remember, our company had that Hyundai deal. That's how I, we started this podcast. And they're like, Chris, we're going to fly you to New York to host this show with Chris Hardwick and Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead, because Walking Dead is so big right now, and fans will be able to ask questions live. And if you've never seen that picture of me on my Facebook with Chris Hardwick and Robert Kirkman, that like like eight months later, that was Talking Dead, <laughs> and I was the failed first prototype host of Talking <laughs> Dead. Uh, they kicked me out immediately, like almost before the show started. Um, mm. But that is my that is my brush with fame, being able to host a show with Chris Hardwick and Robert Kirkman uh, about the, the the success of a Walking Dead the TV show. Every you should no one should be as bored by this story as you are. You should do that with a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, it's too evil to laugh. <laughs> Mike Miley says my favorite G four moment was a skit on X Play where after being thrown down the exhaust shaft of the Death Star two, Palpatine has to go through a job through a temp agency. Uh, to this day, fifteen years later, me and my friends still quote it to, at one another. All right, he had a few clips. Well, your resume is impressive. Twenty years as a Sith Lord, Senator. Uh... Chancellor, Supreme Chancellor. So why did you decide to leave politics? My apprentice threw me down a 280-mile shaft directly into the main reactor of the Death Star. <laughs> okay. I love the, love the voice. So so then he, he proceeds to uh, try to get a series of jobs, and I think we're going to hear some clips from how some of those went. All right. Okay, so that didn't go so well. Uh, telemarketing. It's simple, easy, and no one could possibly get hurt. So if I decide to go with your wireless plan, uh, what are some of the benefits? Power. Unlimited power. <laughs> minutes. Minutes. Unlimited minutes. Uh, hello? <laughs> and then this is how it all turns out there in the end. Ultimately, the temp agency just they didn't want nothing to do with the old emperor here. Every single person in that building is now an enemy of the Republic. Hey, I said get the hell out of here. Run, run, this way. <laughs> I don't want to work here anyway. I just love that. It's <laughs> just the emperor. Run, run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, they're calling the cops. <laughs> Uh, Joe at Joe Ten Low on Twitter says, uh, probably X Play as a whole because I knew both Adam and Morgan were hosts because they knew their stuff yeah. and I could always trust their views. Yeah, 
they're, they're both I've hung out with them both uh not extensively but intimately and like they're Ooh. hilarious excuse me what <laughs> intimately <laughs> like 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 one on one and shit what Adam, Adam Sessler in particular was like one of the only smokers left like when yeah, uh, right, and yeah. so we smoked together all the time Morgan, Morgan and I went to Italy together with a group of like six people so I was like we were in the same world for like eight days together yeah um yeah I'm about to say I think I've met I met Adam Sessler the same the same packs I met Chris and I I met Adam Sessler after leaving the game's radar party because mm-hmm. we went to the game's radar I was gonna say the first time I I, I I I remember hanging out with you extensively was when our company threw the Witcher 2, Witcher 2 party. party. Yes. Uh, also, the first time I realized, like, as press, you didn't have to pay for drinks. Pretty great, I went right? to go buy a drink. And it was just like, I was like, you're no. And I was like, what? Uh, but, yeah, I went outside of the World of Takes party. And Adam Sessler was outside, like, like bubbing a cigarette. Like, I'm outside of the World Takes Party smoking a cigarette. Adam Sessler's like, hey, do you have a cigarette? I'm bubbing. I was like, you're Adam, what? You're Adam, yeah, sure. No, he's, he's a so really like, sweet that was, like, guy. The first time. And, like, yeah. after a while, he's just like, dude, do you have one? And I just get hit on the shoulder. I'm like, all right, man, let's go. Uh, yeah. We'll go have a cigarette. Uh, remember, like, I had one of the, that relationship for a little while with one of the big Bang Theory guys at a Comic-Con, so... Secret smoker. Try and guess who it, who I'm talking about. Moist. Yeah, it it's was gotta moist. be moist. <laughs> it's moist. At Jeff BCW says, question of the week. I was still a big fan of early X play. I still enjoy watching episodes on YouTube. Many with full commercials, 2003 era tech TV commercials are a true sight to behold. I give early X play a five out of five. <laughs> nice. Right. Well, well, well done. Wow, no one would have read that as good as TL just did. Jesus Christ. Live nice. from the pool house. Oh. Turbo Bison on Twitter. TL, you rule. I do love seeing those early tech TV commercials, though. Like, that's, yeah. that's the best part about... Yeah, because it's like, the only way to see X-Play is like, yeah, this was recorded off TV somewhere, like the old original yeah. stuff, you know? And it's before like, yeah, they merged cool with tech TV or... Yeah. Jesus. Uh, before they well, because it was what GameSpy TV, and yes. then it went Tech TV, then it went to G Four. Yeah. Didn't Gersman write for them for a little bit? I mean, a ton of our friends are on those shows. Yeah, it, it was always like a Bay Area joke every time like one of the YouTube clips went online because they didn't archive anything. Yeah. Right, but they were very much an LA entity. Like that's the thing is like they did, but they would they would fly people out all the time and like. Like Dan, I think was on a couple G four clips, or he's at least like yeah. been a part of them, or or at least put them on YouTube. Like this is hilarious. Watch this yeah. thing I made break. He's been mm. intimate with them, yeah. like you. Have. You son yeah. of a bitch! Like do not <laughs> start another rumor on the goddamn Reddit page about Pick me better words next with- time, man. <laughs> uh, that was Michael. Michael, as as the fucking grammar Nazi robots, how was that not the right word? <laughs> Stop calling me a robot. As I was, as I was sipping a fine Chianti with my friends Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb. We're not <laughs> friends, but we hung out in very small situations a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got right. you. Assholes. Yeah. Suck my dick. <laughs> you heard it for first. Chris was involved in a circle drink with Sessler. Pass it on. Yeah, Pass it, it on. Uh, Chris had some asshole suck his dick. Anyway, uh, <laughs> new question of the week. Uh, in honor of the release of the very expensive MetaQuest Pro, what is the most you have ever paid for a gaming device slash bundle slash system slash game? 
Uh, mine is very recent um, and comes out of spite more than anything. So uh, a, a year or two ago, the uh, whatever it was that the GeForce RTX 3080 cards were released, uh, I had been hearing some good things about them. It's like, oh man, there's so much power and it's under $600. This is incredible. I'm like, yeah, it might be time to upgrade. So I figured out like, okay, they're going on sale at this time. I'm going to get up early and I'm going to sit here refreshing my browser uh, so that I can buy it. And sometimes like in, in one click between, uh, you know, about to release, about to launch and uh, hitting refresh sold out. I was like, how the fuck is that possible? And, of course, it was possible because of uh, scalpers with bots who were buying up all the inventory for them. Mm -hmm. um, the, the Jordan's uh, Gucci handbag people yep. targeted yep. your precious video cards. Exactly. And every time I tried to buy one, they would descend on it and then, like, oh, it's on sale. Oh, it's I can buy one through one of these assholes at a 200% markup. No, thank you. And Yuck. so what started as, uh, oh, I should get one of these. They're cheap now, became a full-blown obsession to the <laughs> point where uh, <laughs> I ended up buying a fucking Alienware I computer. That's where the story, I remember this just, happening. <laughs> just to pull the card out of it, stick in my that's old right. one, sell it on eBay as used so I could recoup <laughs> most of the cost. But that still is like... I think I, I tabulated, I ended up spending like $1,000 for this fucking $600 uh, graphics card, which, by the way, the Alienware ones uh, have like fewer fans and smaller heat sinks. So it's like it fits into a smaller machine, but it's uh, less efficient with heat distribution. And then, you know, during this time, I'd also like put myself on a bunch of wait lists. And a few months after getting that, like another, like I got a thing from EVGA saying like, hey, you want to buy one? And like... Uh, no, but yes. <laughs> and so I ended up buying a second one that I put into another machine. And like I sat there thinking, like, well, I can resell it for like twice what I got it for, right? And then it sat there and I was looking at it. And it's like, I would, I don't want to be one of those people. I would feel like such a scumbag. I would get targeted by everyone on eBay calling me a fucking asshole scalper <laughs> because I lucked out and managed to get my hands on one. So I ended up just using it. Michael, you become what you hate the most. Yes. <laughs> it's like, what if I just sold it at a small markup? Well, then it would just get bought by another scalper who's going to sell it at a huge markup. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say mine because mm. it's not sexy because I we talked about it uh, pre the pod. I almost spent $500 on a Neo Geo CD. Mm -hmm. I really wish I would have because it would have been super great. Uh, Here those have really I long have... load times, though. Yeah, but it would have been worth it to have, like, the shitty Koshki like, in That's my true. home. Um, but I have spent, in total, over $200 on Dragon Ball Z Fighters, or Dragon Ball Fighters <laughs> Z. Really? Um, yes. I initially got it on, like, one of those, like, hey, you should buy the base game. You know, when it just like came out, it's like it's yeah. like twenty dollars. I was like, okay, sure. Great, you should and buy eight hundred versions of Goku with <laughs> different hair. <laughs> I, exactly, I have then proceeded to buy every form of DLC. Now, the only game that rivals how much money I spent is I have 
Also spent, I think, at least $150 on one of the WWE 2K games. Not sure which one, um, <laughs> but if it's stuff that I like, I am usually the person like, oh, don't spend that cosmetic money. It's I'm sure bullshit. it's WWE I, 1998 2K. That's probably the one. I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> WWE 2K 2019, which I, not 2019, that's the bad one. 2018, because that's the one I put so, wait, no, which one is the one before... It just went to hell and they stopped. 2020 is the one. That, okay, so 2019 is the one I probably put the most money into. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of any of it. But I did. And I have digital stuff that it will never go away. Which is why I could never be tricked by any NFT. Hmm. Man. Congratulations. I, I feel like I, I have uh, several. But the, the most notable ones. Like one I think is... Uh, I thought Rock Band that I had put, like, dude, I bought not every week of DLC, but that shit came for, like, ten years. Uh, and the DLC still hasn't really stopped. I just don't have the new version of Rock Band. Uh, I'm pretty sure I put hundreds of dollars into Rock Band. But I, I know from Beat Saber, because they're weighed way differently. Five songs are, like, $20 as opposed to $1 a song. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I put it into Beat Saber in a story I was afraid to tell on the show that I'll tell now, which is just like really mostly bad financing on my part. Remember, I, I, I tell that story about like a, I'm playing God of War 2018 and the right side of my TV goes out. Um, I lost my TV in my air quote divorce. And I went to Best Buy and bought an open box item that was still under warranty. And within three months, that shit completely dies. Uh, or it's the right side of the television <laughs> dies. And I'm playing every game and watching DVDs in a VR helmet to see the right side of the screen. Uh, getting the warranty becomes a full-time job. My, my friend's parents fulfill warranties. But, hey, you never showed up for this appointment. Like, ah, that's how they work, man. They want to like they want to make sure that you never fulfill your warranty. But I was like, I have no choice. Uh, this is a sixty-five inch television. I got it as a floor display. You will give me my money. Back. You will fix this or give me my money back. And six, almost six months later, they gave me my full refund. Every time I've gone through Best Buy, I walk through the OLED section of the LG area, like Tomorrowland. I could never afford one of these. These are like three or four thousand um, dollars. Never afford these at all. And then all of a sudden, eight months later, like I need to buy another television. And Samsung just gave me eight hundred dollars. No, you idiot! <laughs> you already spent the eight hundred dollars. That's how bad I am with money. <laughs> and I go into Costco and like, here is last year's model of OLED. OLED was a game, the biggest video game game changer I've ever experienced. There are certain game fans who come over to my house to uh, play, and I got a $1,400, $3,200 television. It's last year's model. It has some burn-in problems, but it's still an OLED television for gaming. It looks amazing, and uh, it really... Looks like shit with my standard definition DVD. So it pretty much is only for, only shows <laughs> like like right. shows its value in gaming. And I used to joke like I think this TV is worth more than my car. And now that my car 
is had to be towed into my driveway. Patreon.com slash laser time. <laughs> it definitely is. My television is worth way more than my car. TLC, my television. You watch Black Panther on it. I did watch Black Panther on the television. Yes. Was it good? Really it looks right. good, right? Yeah, it's yeah. rad. OLED, OLED nice. is amazing. It's what most of your phones are and, and hasn't really, and, and your PSP, PS Vitas, um, but hasn't really spread to a lot of televisions yet because of licenses. But the, again, Costco, it will give you last year's model for uh, one third of the price and then a free five year warranty. Yep. That doesn't cover burning. But. If anybody has any tips on how to break my television <laughs> in a way that's covered by the insurance. So mine, we, we were offered as a publisher uh, the ability to order an Xbox One bundle when those first came mm, out. Right. And if you mm. remember, like the Xbox One bundles came, you had to buy Connect. Like that yep, was part right. of the deal. It won't and of course, work without it. Ever. And of course with bundles, you know, you get uh, an extra controller and you get a couple games in there. I, man, I, I want to say this thing was at least 600, might have been like 800 all mm-hmm. in, which is like the most I'd ever spent for a system at any, at any one time. And it was mostly because of that Connect that I really didn't use much yep. or really want that much. And it's it's like, no, we, we had to buy that. But it's like, I really wanted the Xbox One. And so I ended up paying. And I, I used all that stuff and played all those games. Like, I, I think it came with Rise, Son of Rome, and <laughs> these games. Like, <laughs> yes. Uh, it, yeah. And like, one of the offers, it was like basically like getting one free game for all this stuff. And, and I still have the controller back here that says like day, day one, one edition, edition controller. Yeah. And I got, got mine the- seven days later at a discount at the Microsoft <laughs> store, which they. I remember they were like, we shouldn't have sold you that. You should give that back. I'm like, no, <laughs> no bitch, you're too late. Yeah. You're too yeah. late. And I punched at all the security guards and ran out with my victim. Nice. <laughs> so, like, I didn't regret the purchase, but it was like, man, that was a big chunk of change to throw it up there for, you know, connect. Do, do you remember connect. when, like, um, mostly around the holiday season, like, uh, consoles would be short and S- Sam's or Costco would have, like, a six-game bundle. On like the, I remember the Genesis had one for two years straight. It's like Columns, yeah. Moonwalker, Sonic, Altered Beast, and two other games. And it's like $400, but it's like, it means like four of these games are free uh, yeah. compared to yeah, how much the system to, costs. Out. Yeah. You know, we always talk about the reason Xbox lost last generation mm-hmm. was the weird announcements they made at e3 but mm. I, I think the answer is that fucking connect requirement yeah. it's like no their, yeah. their system was like a hundred dollars more at least it might have been 200 it was a hundred dollars less a hundred dollars yeah. less is not yeah. nothing yeah that's how much the, yeah. the, an optical drive costs and any pc gamer knows that's not how much an optical drive costs yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well hey all. look how else were you going to play Connectable, Connectables, the game that we talked about from last year? Yes. Last, I want to make a game last, called Connectables all as of right now. You know what? <laughs> Disneyland Adventures? Actually, no, not worth it because that game was way better with a controller, but still, like, totally fine. Like, that was a good Not totally fine. To it's play. hilarious. It's like one month. That game came out one month before Disney bought Star Wars. And, <laughs> and, and so when you walk by a Star Wars in every Disney park, it's just like, Eh, shuttered Buzz Lightyear's jerking off outside of it, asking for money. Uh, like, like it doesn't exist. And uh, one month later, they would own Star Wars. They could put it in in DLC, and they never did. They. I it. like to think it's Monsanto's adventures through inner space. It's not yeah. fucking Star Tours. It's just inner space. Right, so, what is the most you've ever paid for a gaming device or bundle or system or game? 
let us know. Go to videogamepocalypse.com. Answer to the comments for episode 495. Wow. Uh, alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook. Uh, there'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. And we will read the answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our, sh- our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, T.O., once yeah. again, where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me, uh, listen to the podcast, um, uh, welcome, uh, live from the pool house, and welcome to the thing. Let me do this. Live from the pool the... house, Turbo Bison on Twitter. Uh, yes, welcome, welcome to the, the thing. thing. Um, Wherever your podcast. Yeah, the podcast all about the thing video game that mm-hmm. TL's going to do. The thing right, video game, right? yeah. Uh, and yeah, turbobison.substack.com. Uh, there we go. You can also, uh, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Give you five bucks, you can go listen to old men talk about the thing and other things yeah. that are on the <laughs> The yeah, what what uh, the thing is all about <laughs> Hanna Barbera's thing? Thing ring, do your first thing. of all. I'm going to say I did a podcast with Chris. It hasn't seen the light of air about Hanna Barbera oh, yeah. with Charlie Gavin, who has a, who so has a fucking uh, crowdfunding also, has, campaign. Yes. Uh, so that is um, Boxtown. Boxtown. Um, you go to, yeah, if you go to Charlie Gavin, uh, Silver, uh, not Silver Age, Charlie C. Gavin on Twitter, um, he's doing a thing with uh, with animation where it is right now. Um, if you can, please give uh, to his Indiegogo. Uh, support independent animation because studio execs, if they're not going to allow these things right. to happen, you should allow the artists to own own that. So Charlie Gavin is one of the best uh, Instagram followers you could ever have. Talk like making comics about the animation industry inside stuff uh, about, but also like relatable things for creative people about depression anxiety sobriety I, I, I look forward to everything he posts I'm talking to him tomorrow TL anyway sorry um, <laughs> laser time there's, there actually is a new laser time and a new sick of Star Wars coming very soon so yeah all that stuff very cool. Um, hey, I, I promised earlier in the month, I, I'm still going to live up to that promise. I will be streaming The Quarry, uh, Watch Me Get Scared of a Horror Game, uh, sometime before Halloween. So uh, go follow me at twitch.tv slash Allen, and you'll be notified when I am there, uh, ready to get scared. I'll probably end up doing it on like Halloween night. That's what I did with Man of Madon and got nice and scared after all the trick-or-treaters had already gone away. So uh, yeah, I'll probably do that this year as well. Cool. As always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com, follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, or follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas, that's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Okay, okay. Forget what I just said. Either edit this out of the show or edit it out of your mind, dear listener. Count on the former. Yeah. (laughs)